Well, I love how Debbie can be wrong in a converse. In a, I'm trying to get my dog over here. Max. Yeah. All I heard was kissy, kissy, clap, clap. Kissy, kissy, clap, clap. Sounds like a great dance. Everybody feel uh, confident uh, that they're ready? Debbie, have you removed all the formatting things that make it easy for me to quickly scan through yep. the... Uh, okay, good. Check. <laughs> all right. Everybody ready to go. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Avant Card Show. Um, I'm your host, Christian, and we are very blessed to have a special guest today, and uh, we're very happy about that. On a very special Avant Card Show, <laughs> Blossom, <laughs> Blossom gets a training bra. <laughs> yes. So, this is Avant Card Show, the premier podcast that focuses on the more casual aspects of our favorite game, Magic the Gathering. Anything that you learn that is useful in a competitive tournament environment is purely accidental, and we apologize for the convenience. Our sponsor this week inconvenience. is Lionel Richie. I've changed it in the show notes. Please say inconvenience. Are you the one that changes it every week? Yep. <laughs> we apologize for the convenience. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. We're sorry you learned something. <laughs> exactly. Or, or it's like... You can't apologize for convenience. Yeah, you're, you're thirsty. Here's some water. I'm sorry that it's useful to you. <laughs> or you go through McDonald's and you go through the drive-thru and they speedily give you your correct order and they're like, sorry about that. It's like what Mitch Hedberg says. He says, he says, um, he says an escalator can't be broken. If it's escalator broken, it's just sa- stairs. Sorry for That's the convenience. That's actually not true. Um, no, it's true. No, it's not. What do you call an escalator that doesn't move? Is the it? riser to stair ratio, so the amount that it goes up uh, in ratio to the amount the, the width of the stair, is actually bad on an escalator. So it's much more difficult to walk up escalators that are stopped than it is to walk up stairs because the riser to stair ratio is incorrect. Hmm. Now, who 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 uh, decided the uh, width to rise ratio of a stair? Probably they did some sort of study. Exactly. Huh. I can send you a link. Um, yes, because I want to do research on that. Not. <laughs> so, so what you should do to, to simulate this, Christian, you should yeah. go and do your own study. Just go to the mall and just run up and down <laughs> escalators. Yep. The escalator. Escalators. <laughs> and what you'll see is it's actually a little awkward. Hmm. Well, what's awkward is everybody that always screams and complains when I elbow them over while I'm running up. That's not that gets in my awkward. Way. They just had it coming. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah, of they're just whiny babies. Do you have escalator phobia? Exactly. Like the biggest. I hold on with like death grip. <laughs> oh my god, who is that talking? That is our special guest host, Andrew. Woo! Welcome, yeah. Andrew. Yay! Hey. Kissy, kissy, clap, clap. Kissy, kissy, clap, clap, Andrew. Now that sounds. That sounds. Uh, so wait, who the hell is this guy? He's some dude who plays a game called Magic. He is a friend of ours from our Wednesday Night Magic WNMs. How, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been playing uh, Magic? I've been playing since, like, right around the time of M10, and I never actually understood what casual Magic was until a year of playing. My roommates and all his <laughs> friends were like, hey, we're going to go play tournaments, and I know you just started, but you're going to go with us. And <laughs> basically that's how I got introduced to the game, because I like winning a lot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Adonis DNA? You win all the Basically, time? I have tiger blood. Tiger blood. <laughs> How do you feel about Omneth and Azusa? I think I think Azusa is fantastic, and Omneth is, is a distant but somewhat mediocre close second. I don't, oh, I don't kissy, like Kissy, kissy, clap, clap. 
I don't like the fact that <laughs> now can't put the the this episode is one hundred percent Charlie Sheen free now. Okay. Since we're okay. Talking about Tiger Blood and Adonis DNA. I'm with it. Right. If you don't want to win, you can go sit with the losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we sh- I should say before this gets out of hand, the uh, kissy kissy clap clap is the noise that one makes when one is trying to call one's dog over. If that's and, what uh, you want to call it. I'd appreciate Christian. everyone stop harassing Chris- me. About. Christian wanted to get his pug's attention. Mm-hmm. He went. <laughs> Don't you speak doggin? Yeah, I do. I go like this. Hey, get over here. <laughs> me, I just, I yell, I yell, come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> now. Over Come here. All I have to do is hold louder, my fingers louder. up like there's a treat inside and go, you want it? You're so cruel. See, my dogs look at me and they're like, we know that. That's a lie. Yeah, but my dogs are stupid. So I'm they so left out. For it. You don't have a dog? I have three cats. I don't have a dog. Would you like <laughs> a dog? No, because your dogs are bigger than me. That's true, but I have one slightly used Great Dane. He hasn't killed anybody yet. He has a bit of an attitude problem, but you could work on that. Uh, like, I'm a pretty big guy, and if your dogs are bigger than me, I don't, I don't think I can handle that. They're like horses. <laughs> Damn it. Horse-sized dogs. Wow. So, what's up uh, with our hosts? Deb, since you're already talking, um, how was GP uh, Atlanta and Modo? It was good. Wasn't GP Atlanta? Oh, okay. okay whatever, I, I forget. <laughs> whatever it is you did, how was it? It was it was a <laughs> Star City Open. Okay, to okay. so me, when you talk about a tournament, you just put GP in front and a little colon, and then the name of the city, and name that the means place? Magic Tournament. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that may or may not be. <laughs> oh, I just had an aneurysm. Okay, I mean, in my Both defense, I did, I did work GP Atlanta. A while ago, but recently this weekend, I worked at Star City Games Open Atlanta, and it was fun. It was good. It was a pretty good turnout. It was a, I worked the standard day. I did not work Legacy, and it was pretty uh, exactly what you would expect in terms of decks there. So that was it. Cool. Sounds good. Brian, did you do any uh, GPs? Uh, I am. And by GP, we mean any tournament. Any tournament. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to uh, Dallas this upcoming weekend. We're so professional. Uh, Yeah. Um, This past weekend, uh, or the weekend of Dallas, I missed the opportunity to do a GP because I was doing family vacation to Mm. Grand Cayman's. Uh, Cosmel, uh, Belize, and Belize. Uh, Rotan. Rotan. So, oh, Rotan. So me, my wife, the the boy, the sixteen year old, and the five year old got crammed into a little box. Uh, that would be our cabin. <laughs> and did they call it a stateroom? Because that's awesome. They did call it a stateroom. Yeah, and it's like the size of a closet. Yeah. And what's interesting is can't fit a state in there. How difficult it is to find something that a five-year-old can do, and a sixteen-year-old uh, won't snarl at. <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got we've got all these pictures, and like every one of them, Trey's got this look on his face like he smelled something bad. 
<laughs> it's like it's like, hey, we're going to see, you know, we're going to go see Mayan ruins. It's it's a it's a hour long bus ride and then an hour long boat ride to go out in the middle of the jungle and see these awesome. ruins. And he's just like, oh, they don't have Wi Fi. And it's just like, <laughs> I feel that way all the time. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Yeah, you have a couple of the different uh, age groups to have to contend with. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was it was. I hope it was fun though. I mean, you, did you get to the ruins? I would have loved it. Phenomenal. Absolutely. There's something. Phenomenal. There's something about iguanas, and I want to know. Oh yeah, so we went to this thing called an iguana farm. Whoa! And so this guy, like, apparently in in uh, in this this island. Uh, in the Honduras, uh, Ro- Roatan, I think is is, the, is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, like iguanas are indigenous, but people like eat them. And ew. Well, oh. it's their turkey. I mean, ew. Have you seen a turkey? Ew. <laughs> yeah, after it's been processed, <laughs> made into a carver. Yeah, <laughs> like made exactly. a nice circular patty. Um, but so so. They've, they're, I don't want to say they're endangered, but there's not a lot of them. So this guy made like an iguana sanctuary and you go there and he, he has, you just go there and there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of them. And he gave us, uh, uh, these stalks, uh, um, it's like a stalk with like a big leaf on the end of it. And it's what the iguana eats. And when he handed them out, like all of a sudden, all these iguanas just, they're just sitting there bathing, you know, not really paying attention to you. And as soon as those things come out, their heads perk up and they just start <laughs> crawling towards you. So you're in this, you're in this epicenter, wow. epicenter of, you know, a hundred iguanas just heading right for you as fast as an iguana can crawl. <laughs> and there's this brief moment where you're like, I've seen this horror story. This is not going to end well for me. You know, I should have wore jeans today. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, little tiny guys. Now, fortunately, they stop at the stalk, but they're like all hissing and clamoring over each other to get the, to get the thing. But yeah, you just sit there and watch and it's just. You saw a hissing iguana? I, yeah, they were making noises. Tying it, it in. Good one, Debbie. Do you get it? Get it? It's a magic card. It's a magic card. What? Oh, I know that one. Did Debbie Woo. make a joke? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I did. Anyway. Okay, so do they, do they call that an all-you-can-eat buffet, the iguana sanctuary? Uh, no. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was really cool. Like, if you could get down there and you could pet them. <laughs> She's laughing at her own joke. Because <laughs> it was fun. Because it was awesome. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you lived through it, B. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, and by that, Christian means, damn it. You couldn't have worn, you couldn't have uh, put more Tabasco sauce on yourself or well, something, made yourself more attractive. <laughs> what was really cool was like, and then there was the other thing, like at dinner, you could actually order like two of things. So it's like iguanas. Yeah. Like tonight's lobster night. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh. can I have, can I have two of these? And they're like, sure. Really? Because that seems really decadent. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Do you want three? I'm like, no, thank you. Two of me. <laughs> they bring you and you're just like, oh, nom, nom, nom. I've never heard someone want to cry when they were offered more lobster. Well, <laughs> it's just it's lobster guilt. 
lobster guilt. Well, here, here's the thing. So they don't just bring you like an extra lobster tail. They bring you like a whole nother plate. So it's like I had this plate with like a lobster tail and like these giant shrimp on it and like mashed potatoes and broccoli. So I'm eating all that. And I'm thinking they're just going to bring me like another lobster tail on a plate. And then they bring me this whole other broccoli, mashed potatoes, giant shrimp, lobster tail, stuff like that. And I just look at it and I'm like, oh, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. Sorry, broccoli. <laughs> Sorry, mashed potatoes. You lose. Uh, you know there's kids, like, starving around the world, right? I know. I met some of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then did you, you, did got you bring me a uh, shrimp and, and broccoli? I, I, will say, I will say I have, I have never been more cognizant of the whole, uh, uh, you know, of, of well, I don't want to say like wealthy American stereotype, comfortable American lifestyle, but first yeah. world, third world divide. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like there's this really nice port where you can do all the shopping, and then when you step outside the gate, yeah, it it becomes it becomes something completely completely different. And it was it was real interesting, like talking to the to the locals, getting getting the sense of of you know. I don't. There, there was like some resentment about like Americans, or not necessarily Americans, but just businesses coming in and buying up all their land and then raising the prices and basically pushing them out of certain areas and just this this idea that we're too busy, too hectic, too crazy. Uh, you know, we go too fast and we don't sit back and enjoy things. And did you tell them about the lobster that you enjoyed? <laughs> I love that. With diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Diamond crusted lobster. Yeah, it was like uh like here here was um uh in Grand Caymans, like it's a it's a British island. Uh and what they do is they send a governor over, like the people don't elect it or anything. They just so over in Britain they're just like, You, four years, go, Grand Caymans, govern it. And so not the, a guy bad gig. the guy the guy's not from there, he doesn't really have any any stake in it other than it's just a stepping stone. And we drive by, uh, we're on like this bus doing a tour, and we pull up in front of his house, and it's easily the nicest house on the island. What are you doing in his house? Well, it's, you know, it's the bus tour, so it's like, Oh, it's a tour, okay. At the gate, you know, like, here's the house. No, we were knocking on the door, you know. <laughs> hey, Want dude, tea. can you come out and play? Yeah. But, so we pull in from the gate, and we're right behind another bus, and another bus pulls up right behind us, so we're kind of sandwiched in. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, the governor of the island and, like, his chauffeur, they, they try and come out, drive out, but they can't get through the gate because we're blocking the way. <laughs> so we, like, start honking the horn and turning on the sirens and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's like, yelling at us, and, just, and I'm just sitting there, like, waving at him, taking pictures. I'm like, ha-ha, governor's yelling at us. Can't get this on a regular tour. No. Because we can't go anywhere because the bus behind us and the bus in front of us have us, like, basically locked in. And then it's like the guy's, like, putting the siren on and blaring the lights and blaring the horn and flashing the lights. And it's like, what an asshole, dude. (laughs) Yeah, calm down, man. Just wait a freaking second. Where the hell are you going? You're in the islands. Relax. Yeah. It's a, it's like a six, it's, it's a, it's six foot elevation island, you know, <laughs> 10 feet wide by 30 feet. Like that. <laughs> That's a tiny island. Yeah, they have like. No wonder you couldn't fit many automobiles there. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. That's cool. Well, not all I got, but um, this isn't the, this isn't the, the Brian Vicky. <laughs> the yeah. the lifestyles like, of the Brian. Let's show photos. This is my daughter. <laughs> the slideshow portion will be available on the website. Boop. And here we have. 
So, um, I want to give a special shout out to everybody that helped me uh, build this hostility deck um, over the last uh, week or two. Um, I brought it up on our Facebook, <clears throat> and um, a lot of people helped me out with uh, different ideas for it, and uh, it was pretty groovy. And I'll be talking about the deck that we came up with in the segment where we talk about the decks and how we build them, which is our main topic. But before that, we have some exciting things like the, uh, the dual deck, the new dual deck that's out. I don't know if you all know about this one. It's actually a duet deck. Ryan and Christian. <laughs> That's the BFF deck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the BFF deck. Yeah. Was that was it for a? Uh, did it come out on the April first? By any chance? Yeah, it was. So so last Friday, uh, uh, in Tom uh, Lapille's uh, latest developments article, he he just has. It struck me as really funny as a duet deck is like Liliana with Gideon. And it's just got like little hearts on it, and it's just like like a little romance uh, 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 deck, and you know about the the love between them, and then it's got some. It's just it's just horrible. It's 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 but it's funny. So go go and look at, go and look at it if you didn't, haven't read it already. Uh, I think we should put it on. Uh, oh, it's got the card sex appeal. That's cool. It does. Which is an uncard. Um, we'll have that uh, link in the show notes, how about, so people can enjoy that. Yep. Uh, they also um, announced, uh, or they put up on the Arcana, uh, Duel of the Planeswalker 2012 promo cards. And so since they've said that, uh, like, Magic 2012 and Duel of the Planeswalkers are kind of linked, that's pretty strongly, or at least to me, implies that Titans are going to be uh, in M12. So they've got they've got the Frost Titan. So he actually looks like a Frost Titan, like the foil one for the, if you if you uh, get Duel of the Planeswalker on Steam. Um, mm-hmm. he actually, Is he wearing a cod piece? He, well, <laughs> don't know, because you don't see his cod. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but... Well, I mean, there's like a rock or something in the way. Like, it cuts off at the frame. So, no, no cod. Hmm. Uh, they've got the, the Grave Titan uh, for Xbox Live. And they have the Inferno Titan for the PS3, which makes me a little upset. Because it's like the, the Titan I want the least is the one for the system that I have. But, <laughs> you don't want the Inferno Titan? No. Well, I mean, given the choice between, like, Frost or Grave or Sun or, or, or Primeval, you know, yeah. I would... I would Prefer the not Inferno type. <laughs> like, given a choice. Most people think this means that they're going to be in the next set, but like in the the screenshots of the game, it's also showed tribal cards, like things with tribal enchantments and tribal oh, instance. And I doubt I doubt they put tribal. I don't know why. I just I don't feel like tribal is a core set kind of thing. No, it's not. Hmm. So, hmm. well, like if you had. I don't know, because because that's that's actually in the um, in the uh, uh, the product itself. I mean, you look you look at the some of the cards that are in the the Duel of the Planeswalkers now, right? They're not around. Um, but these cards are actual physical cards that you could take. I would think that they probably want them to be at least standard playable. 
Yeah, I, I, the big thing with me, I don't think that uh, the big one, the, the one I disagree with the most is that the planeswalker image is the one that, like, these are the five planeswalkers they're using because Gideon is too complicated for a corset and mind-slavering someone with Soren is also a very, like, it's a complicated thing. Well, so here's here's actually a thought that I had, and I'm, I'm hoping this is the case. It might just be wishful. Is it that you're paying too much attention to flavor? No. <laughs> Hints and clues. This isn't flavor. But it's... it's uh, yeah, it is. No, this isn't flavor. This is... Uh, it's a picture, and you're drawing conclusions from the picture. Like, Trinket Mage is telling a story. That is entirely... Why you got to bring me into this one? That is... Because you're is, the flavor geek. That is the flavor, but this is like if they put a poster up that says, like, Magic 2012, and they have a giant picture of Gideon, and you go, well, that probably means that a Gideon version of Gideon is going to be in the set. That's mm -hmm. not flavor. That's Maybe they just really like Gideon. Maybe, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense to, like, it's sort of like if you're going to go see, like, a Sandra Bullock movie, you know, like, <laughs> a romance, and they put, like, Black Hawk Down helicopters or something like that. Uh, that's a movie I would see. <laughs> But you go, you go. And some actress that's not Sandra Bullock. And it's, 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 it's not even Sandra Bullock. It's like a, it's a, uh, who's that Sandra? It's like Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what's that? Sa yeah, I know the Sandra you're talking and about. No, and there's uh, Sandra Bernhardt. Bernhardt, yeah. And there's no, there's no Black Hawk down, there's no Black Hawk helicopters. There's no explosions. It's just, so you would say, you, you wouldn't say like, huh, that's poor flavor on that poster. <laughs> say, that's I would. Really? <laughs> Last year for M11, though, they had a poster with Imperius Perfect on it. The uh, Elf Lord from Lord. Really? Yeah, they had a, it was a, a I remember it was a big deal because everyone was thinking wow. there was going to be Elvish Archdruid and Imperius Perfect, and it turned out it was just a poster. Ah, just, so, huh, what Andrew said. That, that's why, like, I, I kind of agree with Debbie on this. That's, like, what I was saying is I don't believe that Gideon and Soren will be printed in M12 just because they were on the duels of the Planeswalker advertising. But they actually mm -hmm. kind of said that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I'm hoping. Well, Andrew is making a valid point that actually supports my complete lack of a point. So I'm going to agree with Andrew. You're going to agree with him. Well, so here's here's my surprising mix. I'm going to go one step and say if they're bringing back the Titans, okay, that's five of the fifteen mythics in the core set. Okay, so if they reprint the like the color, not the color pie five, but they probably wouldn't do another round of the color pie five because that would be ten. I mean, ten of the same uh, fifteen mythics, and that's kind of not so exciting. Like opening up the planeswalker is now since they've been in Lorwyn, since they were in M10, and now they're in <laughs> M11. It's not yeah. real exciting. So I'm thinking that we might get new versions of the planeswalkers just to. Just to mix things up a little bit, you know, you mean, like new, new art. Shh. I think. Why not? Th sure, for you, Deb. New <laughs> Yay! New Garrick. <laughs> I actually think there might be a new one in the Innistrad set. If that woman in the throne was Liliana, they're kind of intertwined right now. If you know the story, but. Oh, hmm. I, I'm way up on that story. I know all okay. about it. All right. She's lying. I know. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> she has I was going to ask you to quickly summarize so we can be all up to speed and you can have oh, all of our Liliana's listeners. Oh, this but... chick, and she's getting naked, her, but then Hot. something happens, and her face things go away, and there's a dude on the floor. Okay. <laughs> in the poster. There's a lot of actual... flavor in that story. It's a very flavorful story. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Someone said something about her being nice now. Is that right? No. What? No, she just no, now she's, now she's the deal more. with the demon. She yeah, used to be nice. She, 
Someone said something about how maybe she um, went back on her deal with the demon, and that's why her facey stuff went away. Like, yeah, the, but that doesn't mean you're nice. Oh, I don't know. Like, I I hardly was listening. Yeah. <laughs> she basically is seeking even more power now because, like, she got the in the story she gets this item called the chained veil, or the cursed veil, one of the two. And it's basically makes her super powerful. Like she basically points at Garrick and turns Garrick into things. Like he can't create life anymore. He just destroys it. Oh, that's uncool. Yeah. <clears throat> she basically like, points at him, and all of a sudden Garrick has like purple lines all over his skin, and. It's a- <laughs> and like when he tries to like summon a beast, it comes back like a zombie beast, and then yeah. he has to, and then he like has to kill it and get all sad. And the and single, like tear, single and- tear rolls down his cheek like a oh, real man. Oh, what do we do to make this stop? <laughs> Obviously, shut out the shut out the flavor talk. Just no, no. Even no, Patrick no. would cry if that happened. That's pretty sad. Oh. So oh, poor, poor Garrick. <laughs> poor Garrick. All right. Speaking of poor so, things, how about poor Mirrodin? Yeah, I know because they lost the war. Or they're Sucks. going to. Or about to, yeah. Yeah. So Wizards has uh, announced uh, uh, that they're mirrored in pure versus it's either going to be mirrored in pure or new Phyrexia, and it's it's going to be new Phyrexia. I thought it was Mirren. Mirrodin is the name of the planet. Mirren is the name of the race. Oh, I know all about Mirrodin. It's got two sons, right? Five. Five. Oh, that's what I said. Short three on, sons. Tatooine has two. Hey, give me some freaking credit. That's true. That, that's more than she. Yeah, that's Tatooine you're thinking about. Yeah, I do actually know about Tatooine. Oh yeah. Do well, you read the Star favorite. Wars books? I did read the Star Wars books. Like all. Cool. Yeah, Timothy Zahn. Sure. Yeah, Timothy Zahn's good. Yeah. Hmm. How do you like that? So yeah, so there's a lot of new. Uh, there was some spoiled cards out of this new new Phyrexia set. They're pretty groovy. There's only there's only one or there's three official ones. Yeah, and there's and a whole as of today there's a whole bevy of unofficial ones. Yeah, yeah. If you like unofficial ones, there's lots of those. Yeah. Of course, they're all in like Korean or Japanese or that fern speak. <laughs> fern speak. That <laughs> <laughs> their fern talk. That their fern talk. Well, I'm I got you know I got to talk you got to talk that way for them South Carolinians that are. Yeah. Are you south or north, Debbie? I'm North. North Carolinian. Yeah. Yeah, them fern cards. <laughs> they got them fern cards with all that little chicken scratch right and you can't make head nor tail of. <laughs> oh, my God, she's the real deal. You can't Just, fake that accent. You got your Judy chop. Judy chop. You got your ninja chop. You know what to do them at the same time. Regular can of backy says you. No, sir, says I. Ninja throwing star. <laughs> Did you not see that part, Brian? I might have. I just he pulls, I he pulls a can of like skull out of his pocket and he goes, Regular can of backy says you. No, sir, says I. And he throws it. Like a throwing star. Wasn't he like on a, a TV show? He's on Jerry Springer. That's, that's fucked up. So, if I may earn our explicit tag real quick. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about? I guess the the the, the spoiler, the, the unofficial spoiled Karn, and then the the other mana symbol. Yeah, can we talk about its flavor? Um. Yes, we can. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, I guess, like guess Toast says we can. Yes. <clears throat> Good job, Andrew. Yeah. I was really okay. for some new art. 
I wait. Is that right? No. I was really hoping for some better art for Karn. That's what Christian He's all buff now. He's like super I ripped. I can't remember what Karn Christian is... said. Whatever Christian said, it was something about wanting different art for Karn. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, like when I was just saying that all the other cards in this block that mean, feature I Karn. Saying, uh, I, I was just saying this, right? Um, Let's just sure. pretend it was Okay. So, yeah, so Debbie was like, let me talk to you about flavor for a second. And she was bringing up how uh, the artwork on all the other cards that feature Karn in the set, the three or four where one, he's, he's, uh, he's corrupted uh, and he's sitting on the throne and he's, like, looking all badass. Mm-hmm. Like, all the other arts are great of, of him, except the one that's on his own card. Then he's the such, own card, he's, he's just kind of standing up there. He's just like, Wah. You're such a hater. Know. Christian has I'm, I'm, summarized my position on this very well. <laughs> I'm critical of the art whenever they, if one of them looks really good and they choose to have another one which isn't as good as the main, I don't know. You know how I am about the art. I'm a critic. So the, the there's, resident. A, there's a, a, a documentary or a fake documentary called like uh, Exit Exit to the Gift Shop or Exit Through the Gift Shop. Where like yeah. the point at the end is is basically this conclusion that you know all these people that buy like art and stuff like that are are just you know basically stupid because art is highly subjective. Mm-hmm. And so, so is that the one where they they mixed in like the paintings with kids paintings and then? Uh, I have seen part <laughs> of it. I've seen part of it and seen the end of it, so I don't know if that's the thing. I think they were they were trying to basically create a fictitious artist. Well, they, they, I think they did a couple things. They took, um, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, they took like a, a new abstract artist whose paintings sell for millions and millions of dollars, and they stuck them in the middle of like elementary school kids' paintings to see if like does it have any value other than the fact that you know that it's this guy's work. And of course, mm-hmm. nobody knew that it wasn't a kindergartner <laughs> yeah. who'd done it. And then they did the same thing where they took that dude, Joshua Bell, the violinist, and he had just sold out like a million dollar concert or something and they stuck him in the subway and he played for like an hour and nobody stopped to listen. <laughs> he was playing on a Stradivarius in a Washington Metro subway oh, and, and everybody but, walked by. Wow. But anyway. Same let's thing talk about, a different documentary. Let's talk about what Karn does. Anybody want to talk you wanna, about what he does? He's a planeswalker. Do you want to hear his uh, loyalties? Abilities? Uh, his loyalty is to me. <clears throat> he says, Karn of Brian. Yes. His first ability is What's his name? Karn the Karn Released, the parentheses, question mark. I'm not the, sure. What, Karn the Release? So we should caveat all these scans of yes. the, the cards that are on MTG Salvation are in the, the Fern talk. And so we are reading translations that may or may not be accurate. Mm-hmm. So Of cards that may or may not be sure, accurate. Like, they're pretty sure this is what they do. But there's a chance it may not. Yeah. I mean, the card, so. the card scans look really legit. Like, it would yeah, be impossible. Because anything like, that's on the internet that looks legit is most likely. They look the well. Reason. The main reason it's legit, though, is, like, they would have to go somewhere where they could get all of this art that is under wraps by Wizards. That Most of this hasn't even released yet. You know, sometimes they release wallpapers. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Phyrexian, there's a few cards that just we didn't know about. The, and there's like someone had to go get the art for them, and the art looks legitimate, mm-hmm. like something that would be on a magic card. So. Yeah, it'd be hard to fake. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of them. So, <clears throat> so read it up, Christian. Oh, one of these cards looks like a Phyrexian Negator. Is that what you were talking about, Andrew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you read his ability, it's Reverse Negator. But oh, 
Okay. Well, Karn, <clears throat> the released question mark, uh, which we're not sure that's what he's called. Um, he's got a mana cost of seven, and it's a uh, colorless. And he's got a loyalty counter, starts off at six. And his abilities, these are kind of weird. Uh, plus four loyalty counters. Target player exiles a card from his or her hand. Um, which probably, uh, do they get to choose and exile a card, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Um, negative three loyalty counters. Exile target permanent. And the limit break is negative 14 loyalty counters. Set aside all non-aura permanents exiled by Karn, then restart the game. After that, put into the battlefield under your control are all cards set aside this way. Woo. Yeah. So it's, what? it's, it's crazy. It's kind of weird what restart the game means. Like, does everyone go back to 20 life? Do you get seven cards and do you discard your hand and then draw seven, you know, draw seven new cards? What is... It's like a lot of text on that I'm last one. I'm calling disbelief on this. Well... Possibly. If you you don't you don't care for flavor, Debbie, but the, what? the flavor behind the last ability is that Karn is recreating Mirrodin. He is restarting mm-hmm. the game. Mirrodin is the hmm. planet with the suns. Yeah, and yes, that's the one Karn created. New Phyrexia. Well, how does that work? Because it's becoming New Phyrexia. So is he a good guy or a bad guy? I think he looks he, like a good guy in the picture. Like he doesn't look all corrupted. Phyrexianed up, and he's you called hope. the released. So. If you focus on the set, you basically can determine whether you want Karn to be the d- the destroyer or you want him to be the savior. You can e- target yourself with the exile a card ability, and you could exile Mirren cards or you could exile Phyrexian cards. And then when you ultimate, Ooh. you could bring back a Phyrexian world or you could bring back a Mirren world. Oh. So this guy's great. Glad we had this guy on the show. And he doesn't. I think the the limit break is kind of because it says set aside all non non aura permanents. Because if you brought in aura permanents, that would be kind of awkward. Wait, so I don't like, get it. So it's everything well, that's not an aura. Yeah, well, there's auras that, that you can bring in and you win the game, right? It's like it's like I bring in restart the game. There are no creatures. I bring this enchant creature back onto. Uh, no. <laughs> do, do you think it's because there are those enchantments that say if you don't have any other permanents, you win the game? Uh, that's not an aura. Yeah, that's just an enchantment. Oh, okay, okay so, that's right. Uh, what is it? Uh, Chi stands alone, and what's the what's the Baron version? Glory? Baron Glory. Hmm. The real version of it. Yeah. Yep. So, like, oh, I was cool. reading people who were talking about you could target yourself and like exile your Blightsteel Colossus. And then target them, and they get rid of a spell because you can't bring spells back. And then you ultimate, and then you start the game with an 11-11 infect trample. <laughs> and they start the game with nothing. And hopefully it's it's it goes planes path to exile or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that's certainly hope. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a crazy ability. Yeah, and, and it only takes it takes two two activations of his plus four ability to. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's plus four. He starts off with six and gets plus four. So what this is? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And it's exile target permanent. Starts off with six. So for seven mana, green now has the ability to get rid of creatures. It can mm. Get rid of two creatures. Uh, so that's that's a that's a big deal. Red now has a way of destroying enchantments. And black can destroy artifacts, yeah. except for that one card. Allegedly. You're talking about uh, Gate to Phyrexia? Yeah, yeah. 
you used to be able to bet that red can't handle enchantments and uh, black can't handle artifacts, but there's that one card. So, so uh, do you want to talk about anything else or just save it until they're official? Uh, we should probably do that. Yeah. There's one. Just there's one. one. Because I brought it up. The Phyrexian Negator, his old abilities when he's dealt damage, you sack that many permanents. Uh huh. The new, the new Negator is a quad black 5-5 five five trample. Whenever mm -hmm. a source deals damage to it, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. Oh my god. So like, it's not, it's not that relevant because by the time you have quad black, if you're, if you're not playing mono black, like, in standard or in a constructed format, uh -huh. they probably have a titan or something and they don't care that you have a 5-5, five five, they're just gonna ignore it. Right. But, he, He's basically the perfected negator. His flavor text yeah. it is blessed completeness. Right. So that's just it's a it's a throwback on an old card and he's yeah. more powerful than the old one. <laughs> oh totally. The other one's the other one is really hard to use, but this one is like to turn the negative into a complete positive for like one more mana. Red doesn't really have a way to deal with it. Red can't if you double bolt it, it's like I'll double bolt it and sack six permanents. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only one I want to talk about. That's that card's exciting. It's pretty awesome. It's mythic, huh? I hope so. <laughs> wow, that is pretty cool. Yeah, they got some pretty cool ones there. I kind of, I'm afraid to like really read them all because what if they're not? Yeah, if they're not right, yeah. I feel bad. Then you'll be heartbroken. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, I've really just sad. been looking at them for flavor. Why did you bold the whole thing, Debbie? Because we haven't talked that. about that stuff yet. <sighs> once we once we talk about it, I unbold it. <laughs> oh my God. OMG. So yes, so those are some spoilers. They're on uh, MTG Salvation, so uh, they're always pretty good at spoiling stuff. And they're uh, Brian, are they right most of the time? Would you say most, most of the time? Well, what happens is there's tons of people that look through there, and if they sniff out a fake, then normally the uh, thread gets the thread gets closed, and they just—I mean—they have competent people uh, checking, as best vetting, vetting, yeah, vetting the spoilers. Cool. So cool. So in in between things, um, I picked up the uh, the the dual decks of um, dragons versus knights. And it's pretty cool. It's got the new Knight of the Royal Aquary, and it's got a new Bargadan Hellkite, and a bunch of new art and a bunch of old cards. And uh, a lot of uh, and Debbie will be so happy because a lot of the older cards with the older borders are now reprinted, including a card called Reprisal. Are which they foil? Is, uh, no, it's not from the deck vault or anything. But uh, you do get, I mean, the, the the first cards I think are foil, the ones that they show you in the front. The, uh, the I thought they were foil, down. that's why I had no interest in it. Oh, you don't like yeah, foil? Just, just the first one. Or just, yeah, just the like first one. Yeah, just the first. It's not, it's cool not like in the Are there that I can play vault. with now? <clears throat> There's a lot of cards that were. That's what she said. <laughs> that's, that's nice. There's a lot of cards that I used to like, but then, um, but, you know, I like whenever they reprint stuff so that. They have the new borders. Different reason than Debbie. Mine is because I'm a graphic designer and I like continuity in my design elements, but I like when yeah, they reprint these cards. Sometimes they have new art, and the new art tells more of a story than the old art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to accidentally dis disconnect The greatest knights have gathered together to once and for all end the reign of terror that has plagued their lands for centuries. Look at mm -hmm. how, all this flavor. So, a world hangs in the balance. Will you enter the ba the battle under the banner of purity and order, or will you plunge or sarcasm and, and annoyance? And Don't sound so spiteful. <laughs> or will you just hey, just Deb? wallow in Deb. bitterness and sarcasm? Deb, yes. You play, you play a game 
that the IP is based on dragons and goblins and elves and stuff. You and numbers. You don't need and math. And I said the IP, the intellectual property, is, is based on and math. Hmm. In math. In math. Numbers. I was like, initial public offering. What? I've actually got a question, Christian. Have you played the decks against someone, or you just have them? Um, I, I played them uh, pretty quickly with somebody, but um, okay. But you're just gonna rip them apart and put them in your other. Decks. I'm probably gonna do that, but what, but I'm, I'm thinking of teaching my buddy uh, how to play, so I might keep them together. But but what were you gonna say? Does the dragon deck feel completely not as good as the knight deck? Because everything in the knight deck costs two or three mana, and the dragon deck is one of eight <laughs> mana things. Yeah, I mean, there's a seething song, and there's um, goblins in the skirt prospect that, that ramps you a little bit. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah, one. <laughs> and there's like but, a um, dragon speaker shaman, I think, right? That's that's about it. But mostly it's like you have four cards that make your cards even cost like five or six, and then you have the night deck, which is all converted and it costs one through four. Right. <laughs> I mean there's it's it looks like it's it it looks like it's got replay value because there's certain cards that if you if you draw it then you're gonna do you're gonna do really well. Like the Bogardan Hellkai kills Kills a bunch of creatures, but there's there's the one dragon that's that's a it's like an earthquake for three. What is his name? Uh, the thunder dragon. Thunder dragon, yeah, deals three to each creature without flying when he comes into play. So there's a, there's a couple that can really like turn it around for you, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of a lot of uh, uh, like goblin fodder or dragon fodder goblins, and then the skirt prop factor, so you can use them to chump block, and then you can use them later for mana to bring out. Some dragons and stuff. So, but I mean, if I had to bet money, I'd I'd probably use the knights. Okay. But uh, but it's still fun, and it still depends. You know, it's it's you know. Look at the draw. Look at the exactly. Variants. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, I like and and it looks like a good way to teach people because it's got a lot of stuff. Like there's a there's the silver knight, so then you get to really see what protection does, and it's kind of neat. I'm gonna use it to help okay. uh, to teach. So it's pretty cool. I like it. Anyway, I just wanted to report in and say that I'm happy <laughs> with so we it. One more, th- one more thing before we go on to the, the main okay. topic. Um, so this is so norm- normally we don't talk about uh, tournament stuff here, but, mm-hmm. um, but we apologize for the convenience if you do. Yeah, apologize for the convenience. <laughs> if you learn um, something from what Brian's so about to say. With the with the most recent, uh, so this I, I think this is probably significant enough. Uh, w- they just recently put out updates to the uh, to the IPG the infraction. Uh, uh, Penalty guide and the the tournament rules, and really the only uh, significant change that they made was they reworked the electronic device policy. So uh, iPods, Droids, iPads, stuff like that are now becoming more of a, a deal at tournaments. People using apps to keep track of their life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What the what the policy is now, uh, as of April first. Uh, has been reworded. It's just like four quick sentences. Uh, electronic devices may not be used to communicate or access remote information during a match. Okay, so no messaging your friend like standing behind your your uh, right the other guy. Hey, what does he have? <laughs> you know, messaging your buddy his hand because uh, that's cheating. <laughs> He's um, got a path. Well, Lol. Well, it's it's prob- <laughs> definitely outside assistance. Maybe cheat. Probably cheating. Uh, during the game, then this is this is the thing. During the game, any content accessed by an electronic device must be made available to all players. If a player wishes to view information on an electronic device in private, they must get permission from a judge. 
Okay, so your device on the table, plain view of everybody. If you're punching in life total numbers, stuff like that, I got to be able, I'm your opponent, I got to be able to see it too. And if you want to like take a call or text somebody, which you shouldn't really be doing in a tournament anyway, but situations occur. You know, people do have lives outside of the game. Like if you're having a baby, you want to you name it real quick, and, but you don't want it to get in the way of your game. Something like that, yeah. You know, um, and then and then as as is with all things, the head judge may choose to restrict or forbid the use of electronic devices during a tournament. So if he's like, no, no iPads, then that's his call. Um, but yeah, so basic basically, it's it's just keep it keep it out there. It's got to be made available. You know, if you're putting anything on there, uh, you still cannot access like Oracle text. So if you have any apps that access access Oracle text, you may you may not do that. That's covered in other places with regards to uh, requesting Oracle text for cards. That still has to go through a judge. But for keeping track of life totals and stuff like that. Uh, so like this is the only game where it's illegal to look at the rule book. <laughs> What's that? It's this is the only game in which it's illegal to look at the rule. Well, book no, because <laughs> while you're playing it. <laughs> well, if you want to know what the oracle text is on the card, what are you going to do? You're going to go to gather, and then right there on gather, there are hints, you know, hints that uh-huh. you know card specific rulings and stuff like that, which, <laughs> which you don't want players to have access to while they're playing a game. Yes. So if you don't know what the card that you put in your deck does, or what the <laughs> card that your opponent has in his deck, you know, it's enough. A foreign language, you know. <laughs> then ask for. Then the judge will come and give you the oracle text. Hmm. Well, there you go. Fancy that. Fancy that. All right. So that's <laughs> all tournament. Groovy. Yeah. We ready for the main main event? Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Woo. I don't. That wasn't the reaction you expected. I don't think. No, it is not. But I'll take it. <laughs> oh. We like. We have a habit of making sure that when Christian says something like, "How are it's you guys excited. feeling tonight?" That everybody yeah. just has dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to podcast? I'm like, yeah, woo! And they're like, um, Brian's so, answers. Why are you? Yes. Why are you like being all excited and stuff? Woo! It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you trying to pretend? You guys ready for the main topic? Woo! I mean, yeah, okay. Yay! Let's talk Woo! about. Let's talk about. What are let's we talk about, about deck construction. Woo! Woo! So, <clears throat> deck construction wait, is. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before we get okay. into deck construction, I just want okay. to interrupt you one more time. I just want to let you know. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, he's interrupting me know. just for the sake of interrupting me, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Were you going to interrupt too? Andrew, you want to? Oh no, I was being Kanye West. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. I'm gonna let you I'm finish. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but first, but first, the flavor is the best. No, in all seriousness, I do actually have one, one, one more quick thing. Oh, sure, go ahead. I don't. Was, was that another one? <laughs> that was another one. <laughs> I fell for it again. Ha ha ha! Fake out. See? Ha ha! Now. Christian, can you please get this started? Now check it out. I'm still excited. God, Christian, can you? Yes, yeah, I know. I know. I wire up. Get on so with much. it. <laughs> get on with it already. <laughs> so deck construction. Woo! Have I said that I'm excited about it? So deck construction is my uh, favorite part of the game. And as we were discussing it the other day, we realized that um, not everybody builds their own decks from scratch while using the same uh, technique. Some people net deck. 
some people see uh, they pull a really nice rare mythic or something like that and they want to build around it. Um, some people buy an intro deck and then just throw a couple extra cards in it from the packs that they got. Some people just inherit decks from other people and just play or just borrow a deck and play it. But building decks is uh, where the creativity lies, and a lot of people are, are into that. And if you have a bunch of cards and um, or you're not averse to building a deck online and just buying the individual cards for a couple bucks or, you know, however much it winds up being, then uh, it's a whole new world for some people that, that haven't ever built one um, a, 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 off of a theme that they just that just came to them. So we thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about that and about uh, some deck building tips that might help you along your way. So how you like that? Brian, did I frame it pretty good? I'm giving you the thumbs up. Oh, okay. Is that the finger? Awesome. Is, that, is that the First, finger you're putting up? You're the best. <laughs> you're the best, Mears. Oh, yeah. It's like an anime movie. Yeah, so let's see. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so basically we're going to just discuss how we, how we get ideas for decks because we, we all have built various different decks and we get, we pull, we pull from uh, various different locations, uh, resources, that kind of thing. So Deb, the last deck you built doesn't have to be the one we're going to talk about later, but the last deck we built, where did you come up with the idea for it? Like the last deck that I built or the last deck that we built? The last deck that you built. You. I don't want to say because you're just going to make fun of me. What? No, it's a, it's a, if you came up with it, then it's valid. I wanted big, pretty green creatures, and a lot of them. <laughs> so I built an elves deck. There you go. Okay, I lied. I am going to make fun Jerk. Well, that no, was going to no, happen no, either no. way, Deb. Okay, okay, so you started <laughs> off with, with a desire. You want... I had a desire for pretty green creatures. You, okay, so let's... That's let's how it do, starts. Let's do N-1. Deck... N minus one word deck in involved green creatures. So, oh, so the last so the, deck I built that didn't involve green creatures? It's the last, yeah, that's what <laughs> I was trying to say in an awkward way. The last in one a, I built that didn't involve green algebra. creatures was um, an, a proliferate deck that worked with allies. The one you're going to talk about? Hmm. No, I'm not going to talk about that one. That's the last one All I right. I, so, I have another one. So what was what was what was your inspiration? What was it? My ally periphery deck? Did that inspire you? No, because I, I did mine long before you did yours. No, oh. I, I was looking at Contagion Engine, and then Sweet. I had this like all of a sudden any kind of counter. Wow, this will work on planeswalkers, and it'll work mm-hmm. on allies. And everybody knows allies are my favorite. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, like, oh, there's so many different things that Contagion Engine can do. And, of course, Contagion Engine is pretty much built around kind of proliferating the the poison and, you know, putting the the wither counters on the other other person's creatures. But then I was like, wow, this could have nothing to do with that. Like, you could not even have to put anything on anybody's creatures. Hmm. And it could still be useful, and it would be fun. And I could Mm -hmm. have huge allies which are first strikers because I have Kazandu Bladebuster, and then I won't even have to worry about the infect, which I hate. Because you're just adding all the plus one, plus one counters, and yes. uh, infect takes exactly. a few of them off, and you're still exactly. left with a few. Exactly, and they're first strikers, nice. so that's great. <coughs> and and um, I had big planeswalkers like Jaces and Gideons and stuff, and they're awesome. So you started. So <laughs> basically, you you found a card that, and you just had an epiphany. Yes. With it, combining it with a. What? Hmm. It's from Hook. Lightning struck me, Brian. Hmm. 
The movie Hook? I've seen that. That's a it's a great <laughs> movie. Okay. Bad form, Peter. Bad form. <laughs> run home, Jack. Run home. All right, continuing. Yeah, so so that's cool. that's a that's a uh, a great way of doing it when you're you're flipping through cards or you open a pack or something like that and you you just find a card that you know build uh, build around you maybe it's like inexorable tide or something like that <laughs> card that says inexorable you know, tide turn me turn me and you know and and a card a card like contagion engine is great because it's it can be so many different things to so many different people that's the best. That card swings like always. <laughs> like there's always swing music going on. It's always swing dancing. Yeah, that's exactly. Bam, 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 exactly. Bam. Is that what you meant? Absolutely. So, Andrew, we'll pitch to the new guy. All right. So, uh, talk about your Azusa deck. Be on no. outside with pretty green creatures. No, no. I, We're I'm actually for inspiration. Damn for it. inspiration, what typically happens? is I read a lot of articles about magic and stuff, and, like, they mm-hmm. link to cards. And, like, mm-hmm. I'll click the card, and then I'll, like, click another link, and I'll click another link, and eventually I, I finally, like, I read all these cards, and then eventually I find one, like, well, that's cool. And so I build what I think would be a good deck around this card. Mm-hmm. And then I'll search up, like, I'll Google, like, this card, like, the specific card. Like, if the card was, let me hit a random card real quick. Was, uh... Whisper uh, Silk Cloak. Whisper Silk Cloak. And I wanted to build a Whisper Silk Cloak deck. Uh, I would mm-hmm. look up maybe someone who had made something like that, and I would compare the list, and I'd be like, well, that, that doesn't seem as good, or, well, that seems really good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's just a, it was, it's a long process. Like, I don't just, I can't just sit down and build a deck. I'm like, okay, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you generally build you do a, lot of research. a card or cards? I usually, about around cards, and then I try to find, like, weird or crazy interactions with that card. See, because that's, that's an important distinction. I build around mechanics usually. Like, I'm mm-hmm. usually looking at a specific mechanic, and then I'm, so I decide, like, this is what I want my deck to do, but I don't do what Andrew does. I don't necessarily look at a card or cards and say, okay, I'm going to build around these cards. Hmm. Like, Except Contagion Engine. No, 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 Contagion, <laughs> it wasn't really Contagion Engine. It was the whole proliferate, so it wasn't just, it, it also uses mm. the, the mechanic on proliferate. Mecha- yeah, mechanic on a stick. Yeah, because well, because it's got contingent class, it's got contingent engine, it's got that the blue one, the you know the one that the proliferate and draw card, that one. Draw card. Uh, steady progress. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, Do I don't that. know card names. So yeah, for <laughs> me it's more of a mechanic. So I guess for Andrew it's more of a like card. The, yeah, so those are two ways you can do it. The, the most recent, like what I really do. After I figure out what I want to do is I go on Gather or Magic Cards on Info and I mm-hmm. type in like the re- most recent card I wanted to build a deck around was Cinder Shade. Mm-hmm. It's pay a black, it gets plus one, plus one. Pay a red and sack it, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature. Cool. So I basically looked for every mana doubling effect I could get in black and red. Mm-hmm. So I could make him arbitrarily large, so I could attack someone. Like, I could attack Brian for 20 with my Cinder Shade, and then I could kill mm-hmm. Debbie's 10-10 Kazandu Blademaster with it. And you can't, I have protection from, and then, from whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> protection from that card. And then you have Mimic Vat, so you can go get another yeah, one. Yeah, you can put it on, and, or you play like Mimic Vat, and you play... Reanimator so, effects, so. That's, yeah. that's interesting. What, what you said, that's kind of how I approach EDH decks, because EDH is, you know, you know, where you have, like, infinite cards. Like, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll sit down and pick my general, and then I'll go on, like, the, you know, the uh, elderdragonhighlander.net or dragonhighlander or whatever the website name is now, right. commander, commander commander.ntgcommander.net, and then I'll just see what other people have done, and I'll kind of make a list of, like, 
you know, oh, that looks interesting, that looks interesting, I see what he did, and I'll, I'll have, like, a list of, like, 350 cards, something like that, and then it's like, <laughs> exactly. all right, and I haven't even added land yet, and it's like, all right, now the weeding process begins. Oh, I do it the opposite way. What? What, you start with one and then just add one at a time? No, I, well, we can talk about that when we get to the other section, but that's, okay. that's the same problem that I have, so I have to have an alternate deck building process. Because I do the same thing. I'll end up with, I'm going for 61 cards, and I have, like, 217. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Then no, you have to it's weed them down. And that's, I can't yeah. do that. Well, some of forever. us that don't have infinite money then immediately go through and say, like, I'm not getting this card, this card, this card because I don't have it or I can't afford it. That's so I funny because what I do is I go through and I'm like, oh, this card's cheap. I, I'm, I refuse to play with it just because it's under $10. This, this card's for poor people. The card is for the Brian's. <laughs> and then what I do is I buy the card, and then I show it to Brian, and I'm like, you see these? These are poor people cards. And then I rip them up in front of them and throw them at them. Yeah, and, and what she's calling poor people cards are like soul rings and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you cute little homeless person. Do you want a soul ring? For the ring? masses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Debbie buys place that's the Jace's and then just blows her nose in them. Yes. <laughs> I did that one time. I had a cool one. I use them for beer coasters. Oh, me too. Hmm. So, yeah, so you can use all kinds of, uh, there's lots of, you know, places on the Internet to find. Um, there used to be a website I used to go to a lot that was really cool, um, anycraze.com. And whenever you would pick a card, <clears throat> it would it would show you another, like all the cards that that person also bought. Yeah. And then that like way you could pretty much see, um, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, which I just checked and they don't do it anymore, so that sucks. But, like, there would be, like, Pandemonium and there would be, like, they would list, like, Nor and the Wary or whatever, you know, cards that really have interactions with that card. And and uh, that gave you lots of ideas. So there's a website called um, EssentialMagic.com. And it is good because... They have a combo search. <clears throat> they have searches. Or they have combos that are all um, on this combo page, and they're just from all the different sets. But you can do combo search, and you can put in one particular card, and it'll show you all the combos that people have put up there with with a card. And there's a lot of um, – and then they, people raid them and stuff, and it's mostly just everybody getting angry at each other because somebody will be like, oh, that's synergy. It's not a combo. And then there's a big argument or whatever. But there are a lot of really good uh, ideas there, <clears throat> whether they're synergistic or – combos and also you can go to i talk about it in every episode um the other andrew reminded me uh by the way what up andrew um <clears throat> and you go to tappedout.net where you can build decks and play testament whatever and you can type it in the search for that particular card and whenever you click it it'll show you not only all the decks that you've made that have that card but all kinds of other decks that people have already built with that card in it so then you can get ideas that way and people give you advice and a lot of suggestions and stuff if you get a good uh, friend group going. And um, there's a lot of good advice that people will give there. And also, our, obviously, uh, if, if you wanted to get on our Facebook and say, I'm trying to build a deck, this is the card, and, you know, does anybody have any ideas, then that's a really good way to do it. You know, the, uh, the, well, the, Wizard, the Wizards website also has, well, I mean, tons of, tons of good 
articles. Oh, building on a building on a budget is really good. Is is awesome. Uh, from the lab is great. from the lab is the best. Because well, especially because I think I think most of well, Christian and I definitely have a, a Johnny streak. Uh, uh, streak. <laughs> um, but yeah, build, building on building on a budget is is great. Uh, you know, great to give you ideas. Uh, same thing with from the lab. Uh, it's a great article. Um, I like, um, I guess, just you know, web articles in general. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Shel- uh, Sheldon Menery's EDH article, Benny Smith. You know, mm-hmm. they have just even even though they're talking about EDH, you know, they'll they'll bring up like obscure cards, not necessarily obscure in the EDH format, but just maybe obscure if you're not if you're not familiar with it or you haven't been playing for a while, and you look at it and you'll be like, huh, Winding Canyons. I can move mm-hmm. creatures at instant speed. Hmm. Uh, that that could be useful, you know. <laughs> totally. You know? And then and then you just start thinking it's like, well, that would that might go well in my mm-hmm. you know, uh, bird yeah. deck. I don't know my my <laughs> orock deck. You know, nothing like flashing out a bull orock at instant speed to block. Bullorock. Yeah, bull orock. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, Another another source of ideas for decks are podcasts. That's right. Woo! Like can you think of any that are well, you, not like us. We don't. Yeah. Can you list some that are yeah. worth listening to, Brian? <laughs> and some that are not worth listening to. Yeah, like no, ours the, is totally the, awesome. The Mana Pool. Okay, they do they do a really good job. I, I got to yep. give them credit for for talking. And they they do a lot of talking about decks that they have and how decks that they have work and stuff like that, and then playing games. Live, so you get to see the card interactions. They do a, a, a they do a really good job of uh, presenting ideas. So, mm-hmm. you know, compliments to them on that. Oh, by the way, I uh, I met Chewy uh, over the weekend um, or during last week. He uh, was in town at the parks, and since mm-hmm. we're in Orlando, uh, you wind up meeting people that can get you into the park. So, um, went over there and hung out, and we had a couple beers. And uh, as we're talking about stuff, I was like, um, so did you hear that one episode where we talked about blah, blah, blah? And he's like, mm, I kind of missed that one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I listen to all your episodes. I can't believe you missed this one. So then I'll be like, oh, remember the other episode when I was talking about this? And I'm like, uh, busted. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Yeah. He's pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh... They do a really uh, a really good job on that kind of stuff, and not too many other. Commander Cast is another one where they talk about uh, they talk about cards. Like you know, the the other ones, a lot of the other ones are, are have a distinct tournament bent to them. So not not so much for the casual guy. And they right. give you uh, what's that stuff called? Information. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, what's valuable the stuff. Oh, valuable. No, no, no it's uh, <laughs> Helpful. Relevant, valuable. Yeah. We talk about more cards than a lot of other podcasts. A lot of and cards that are not the ones that already everybody's already heard of. You know. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on on just talk about podcasts for a second where they where they talk about tournament cards. I mm. really like Top Eight Magic more than a lot of the other tournament slanted podcasts because Mike mm. Mike Flores, like other people, Ella say, Flores. Yeah. Well, she's hilarious. <laughs> Um, uh, but he actually, you know, a lot of other podcasts when they, when they say like, oh, that card's terrible, you know, no one plays that card, that card's awful. He actually goes and explains why. (laughs) And And doesn't just dismiss it. Well, he's, he's, he's kind of dismissive, but he explains why he's dismissive. And you can say, okay, well, I can understand how he reached that conclusion then. Right. And when you, 
So I, I gotta give I gotta give he's he's it's Top Eight Magic is a very enjoyable podcast for that reason. And yes, Bella, Bella is is hilarious. Oh man, she's cool. my favorite. <laughs> uh, Debbie's your favorite. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then Bella. On the subject of, of Debbie being my favorite, the other day we made Planeswalker cards for for Pat, who's on he's part kind of part of MTG Radio, and mm-hmm. Pat was a Planeswalker who was he can only be casted with purple mana. <laughs> his his plus one ability was stop paying attention and flirt with Debbie. His <laughs> minus one ability was his minus one ability was pretend to care then stop caring and flirt with Debbie. And then his <laughs> ultimate was like minus ten. Quit the game you're playing. Go play with Debbie and then flirt the entire time. <laughs> That's all it did. It was great. Only violet mana. Now how do you produce purple mana? I have no idea. But clearly uh, red and blue together. See, that's how hard it is to flirt with Debbie. You got to be purple get, mana. Yeah, not everybody can do it successfully. <laughs> yeah, what, is, what happens is that you have to tap a, a mountain and an island at the exact same time. They have oh, split at the split second time. Split second. That's a card. No, that's, that's a that's a thingy. A mechanic. Uh, a keyword. Oh, whatever. A keyword. Of, I don't know what they're oh, called. Oh, you're hurting me. <laughs> I know. I know you do this on purpose. She always puts the word thingy in and then to, to make Brian uncomfortable. Because Brian likes it. So <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just upsetting. It's upsetting when you act like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, act like you don't. Anyway, you take a mountain and an island and you put your, your, you put your hands on both of them and you're like, okay, one, two, two. three, tap. It's like turning the keys for a launch silo or something. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can hit within that split second range, then you get purple mana. And if you do it wrong, both lands are destroyed. Exactly. Oh, hey. <laughs> I gotta, we didn't talk about the Phyrexian mana in this one. Oh, we are so far back. I know. Oh. Oh, next time. Oh. I actually about, have, to make Brian feel better. Sand mana. <laughs> to make Brian feel better, I had something related to what he was talking about, the top eight magic, and like how they give you reasonable like reasons about why things are good. Like a month ago, that I think his name is I can't say his last name, I'm gonna butcher it. But it's Phil Bone or Bon or Bon. Bone. He post he posted the EDH interview with Pat Chapin. And that's another person, if you want to go get an honest opinion about a card, you can go back and read his old set reviews. And he gives you a valid time to play any single card that has been printed in like the last two years. Because he's done cool. his set reviews for the last two years. Like even Yeah, he like, did that book. He wrote that book, Next Level Magic, and yeah. it was really good. And, like, he did the Scars or the Mirrored and Siege set review, and, like, Ogre Resistor, which is just a four-mana 4-3, four, he was mm-hmm. like, this is actually pretty decent and limited because it kills it kills Infectors, and, like, or you can play it in your casual Minotaur deck or your casual Ogre deck. <laughs> it was, cool. like, if you want to actually get, like, a legit opinion about something, you don't have to go, oh, it's bad. Well, I, I, I like I like the the rationale as to why when he's, like, it, and, and especially, especially when like he'll say like that card's ter- terrible, and you'll you'll hear about, it and you're like, wait, no, that card's good. And he'll go on and say, well, no, it's actually bad because in the current meta game, people are playing X Y Z, and this falls. Uh, this is bad because it doesn't handle those, or it can't deal with that, or it's going to die due to collateral damage because of X. So he actually puts it in a context as opposed to just dismissing the card entirely. It's, it's dismissed in the current format. And that's, that's, that, that kind of stuff is, 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 I, I, I like that a lot more than just the guys that are like, Oh, that's horrible. That sucks. That sucks. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Christian, your last yes. night. Where did where did you get the? Uh, how did you go about? Well, that was actually pretty. It was fun because I I thought I would. Uh, oh, so so I was reading. I think it was uh, from the lab article because um, it's my favorite article, um, my favorite column. And uh came across the, the card Hostility, and I remember when, I, when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is sweet. So I wanted to uh, – so I went and traded and got four of them, but I never built a deck out of it. So I was like, I should just go ahead and do it. <clears throat> what Hostility is from lore when it's three red and three colorless. Haste, if a spell – Is this huh? your deck? Is this your deck that you're going to be talking about in a little uh, bit? Yeah, but just this one card. Okay. All right, well, I can save it if you want. Anyway, well, it's a good card, and I wanted to build around it. load. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I never want that to happen. No, Ever. it's not that sexy of a card. Ever. So, um, yeah, so anyway, I wanted to play this card, Hostility, and um, and I wanted to get some opinions from some different people that might have used it before or whatever, so I put it on uh, Facebook, and I got some uh, really good feedback from everybody and uh, did it that way. But sometimes I'll, like, come across the card, and I'm just like, mm, I really want to build around this card. And there's a lot of decks that I have floating around in my head or half-built online. And then all of a sudden, a card will come out that just, like, ties it all together. And then I'm like, now is the time. So you and Andrew are build-around cards? Um, most of the time, I'd say. I mean, there's definitely, uh, when Proliferate came out, I built, like, three decks in three different things. There was, there was a Sapperling Proliferate deck and, um, and then the Allies and... Then I got one that's halfway built. That's the whole, you know, in um, Shadow Moor, they had the negative one, negative one counters and stuff. Well, those cards, a lot of those cards work well, obviously, with the Infect cards. And then you put Peripherate in there, and there's just, and in that case, there's just way too much synergy going around with all those cards that I haven't picked out one that's either effective enough or creative enough that I am really drawn to it, though. So, so that's my creative process. I actually have a restriction on building decks. Like, if I see someone else mm-hmm. at at Wednesday Night Magic play a really mm-hmm. cool card interaction that I've kind of been toying around with, it's like you won't do it. I will not. <laughs> I will not do it. How did I know that one was coming? Well, I won't. <laughs> why do you say that? And if you play a group hug deck, you're painting a target on your forehead because that will take you out right now. No, I just I just see it as, uh, as that is a direct quote. Well, yeah, but that has nothing to do with me not playing a deck that someone else. I know. It's it's more it's more of I kind of see deck construction as a, a as a as a way of expressing yourself, which is you know blah blah Johnny mechanic or Johnny uh, uh, psycho. So how can you express yourself in common with another person? Well, because that's <laughs> that's <laughs> it's not a hate thing. It's it's that's it's that's their deck. <laughs> He's answering your questions honestly, and you're just well, throwing them at him. Yeah, it's like it's like because that's that's their deck. I don't I don't want to be seen as a copycat or something like that. So I will mm-hmm. actually have a deck in mind, and I'll be acquiring the cards for it, and then I'll come in and I'll see Christian playing something similar, and that just and not do it. That when you did when you did the arc bound with proliferate, I was like, damn. Well, now Brian did it. Here's the thing. No, I've I had can't. that Arcbound deck since Mirrodin. Yeah, yeah, I remember that thing. The fact, the fact that I just took, I took out the the Ooze Gardens and put in uh, <laughs> uh, Contagion, uh, Contagion Clasp and Contagion Engine. Copycat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I took out the Ooze. Well, because you Ben Doppelganger, you. Well, Brian, if you're gonna if you're gonna hold yourself to this standard, I think that you can no longer play with cards that other people play with. 
Ooh, sounds like a challenge. No, I gotta be able to do some. Because what are you, what are you gonna? No, because that's our expression of ourselves. So say goodbye to your basic lands. <laughs> so we, we express ourselves. So I've got to use I've got to use like crappy. I've got to use the depletion counter lands. Nothing but <laughs> depletion. Uh, they're ones that nobody else that wants to magic has. No either. one, no one will ever play except maybe Marky. So yeah, exactly. And you know what the problem is is that we're all going to take out everything, and then Marky's going to take out the rest. <laughs> Mark, Marky go. and his Minotaur deck. His Minotaur. Marky and his Minotaur deck. Thank you so awesome. yeah. <laughs> So there you have it. Like I joke, I joke about Auroch tribal decks occasionally. You know, I use it as like my my your joke uh, yeah, tribe. But here's the thing, though. There was a time where I said, you know what, I'm gonna do this, and it's kind of halfway serious. Like I, I sketched it out on paper, and two weeks later, someone came with an Auroch tribal deck. They don't even <laughs> they don't even come. It was like a one time guy. They're like what? Like Auroch tribal. I was like mother. Motherfucker. Yeah. I was just like, now I can't do my old rock tribal deck. This sucks. And it was like a year ago, and the guy's gone, and I still, there might be somebody that remembers that old rock tribal deck. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm totally going to say that when you play it. What? Yeah, you going to be like, oh, another Orok deck, another huh? Another deck. <laughs> I'm gonna start faking I'm him sick out. Of like him. Every time he, he's like, "Hey guys, I got a great new deck." I'm like, "Oh, seen it." That's that one that dude was playing like three weeks ago, right? And then Brian's <laughs> before you even like, see the cards, I'll be like, "Yeah, it. you were on the cruise," and like, oh, I mean, it's exact. Yeah. It's nope. exactly the same. See, Card for cards. Legit. That's legit. I can do that. That's legit. That's 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 fine. I haven't seen it. Okay, then I'm going to say that you were there that week. Oh, okay. And <laughs> you were on the That's what you're going to say. Totally in magic. Call no, it. it was another week, and you were here, and I don't know why you didn't notice it, but you're such a copycat. Such OMG. OMG, Brian. OMG. <laughs> so as we are, uh, as you're looking for, um, as you're building decks, um, one thing that I run into is I'll be packing in all the cards that I want that do this one particular thing, right? That either help out the star card or, uh, in Debbie's case, just all have the same functionality or similar functionality. And then you forget, like, some just necessary things that you have to put in there. And those are, uh, well, obviously, 24 land in a 60-card deck is the standard. I think that's the first problem that everybody has when they build decks is they think they can, like, Take out, they can just like add a bunch of cards that are non-land cards and add five cards or whatever to a 60 card deck and just put them in and it'll work the same. But it's actually frustrating to get mana screwed. So 24 is a good. I've, I've been, That's I've, why you play nothing but mono green. So I've, I've encountered a lot of people that, and this was, this is early on, like early, early, people would be like 40, 40 cards, uh, 40 mm-hmm. creature spells and, uh, 20 land. So, you know, two thirds, you know, one third, uh, land, mm-hmm. two thirds, everything else. And where, where 24 land has come from and why mm-hmm. that's is because statistically, um, on your fourth turn, mm-hmm. that is when you will have, you know, you will have four land, you will be able to make your fourth land drop stati- statistically, right? So if you have, if you have, uh, uh, set, if you're on the play, and you draw, uh, so you don't get to, you don't get to draw your card, and then you, you know, you have three more draws to get on turn four. You've had three draws, so you've seen a total of ten cards. You want to have four land out on turn four. So, 40% of your deck, you want to be land, and that's where 24 comes huh. from. 
Oh. I've, like the four, the turn four thing too. Like even in casual formats, turn four is a super important turn. Like on turn four, you mm -hmm. start playing your really relevant things. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's that's sorry. in every format. Um, that's in every format. Like right now in standard on turn four, people want to play from Evil Titan or they want to play Jace. And like extended, they want to play Jace or they want to play Primeval Titan. <laughs> <laughs> and then in every other format, they want to play Jace and Primeval yeah. Titan. Yeah. Except for like, like, but turn four is extremely critical. And even in casual, like in casual, in mm -hmm. turn four, Debbie wants to play her Garrick and she wants to untap two lands. And Brian yes, wants I to. Yes, I do. <laughs> Brian wants to play his Phyrexian Batmother and his Infect deck and stuff like mm -hmm. that. They Wrath of God, the sweepers yeah. start at that. Yeah. yeah. And and that's that's big and. Uh, that's that's a that's a big consideration. Also, the format. I mean, when we talk about you know the actual deck construction, you know, when you're playing multiplayer, you can actually skimp a little bit on the one and two drops, a little bit. You know, not mm -hmm. not a whole lot. You know, some some people, depending on the format, some people that are like real super aggressive, you know, really have to pack in as much as they can on the first one or two. But in multiplayer, you can actually kind of hide in plain sight a little bit more, and then you know. Mm -hmm. You know, shift your mana curve up a little bit so you have less one and two drops, and more three, four, five drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't need you, speed isn't as critical in uh, in in multiplayer, casual at least. Yeah. But um, other things that uh, are good to remember is um, to probably put something in there that can destroy artifacts or enchantments. Um, <clears throat> right. This is where my deck building. <laughs> I don't actually agree with that. No? Because everyone else is doing it, so I don't. Because if there's something that's an issue, someone else will deal with it for me. And, that's a good and point. That is, wow. And that, is, that is when you are building a deck. That is a, a consideration to take into account. You know, well, that's a good multiplayer consideration. Yes. Yeah. Is, is, am I going to make other people do my work for me? Which I love that. <laughs> if you're Andrew, the answer is yes. Yeah, apparently yeah, yes. The only problem is... If, if you're playing, uh, sorry, if you're play, if you're playing red and blue, and everybody else is not playing red and blue, and I put down sort of fire and ice, then it's going to really suck for you. Well, like this is where no one else cares. If someone plays fire, if you play sort of fire and ice, someone might be like, "Wow, I don't want Christian drawing cards, and I don't want him killing my tutu or my, you know, right. my oracle of Moldiah. So I'm going to kill that because he can just attack Andrew and then draw mm -hmm. cards and kill my creatures." So, and that's why I don't play Wrath of Gods anymore, because I've noticed that in a game, like, six Wrath of Gods are going to get cast, and you don't need to add to that number. <laughs> you just can just, you know, ignore them. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. And then, and then of those, of those spaces where, where I have naturalizes, you mm -hmm. put more, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, so it's, it's up to your, your perspective. Um, and probably it's up to your metagame, because if, I mean, I play a lot of enchantments, and I, and I, 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 Brian plays a good amount. I don't know if you would say that you play a lot, but um, there's always something on the field. Whenever I draw, it, even if I have eight in a deck, there's always a target for those type of spells, and there's always something that's like going to get me some artifact that I can't get around or something. However, or maybe I just worry about that too much. <laughs> I am more an advocate of things like Indric Stomp Holler and Acidic Slime that are. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't. Yeah. I, I would. I, I'll play Crozen Grip, but that's probably the only non-creature destruction of a, like a specific permanent that I'll play just because it has split second. So mm -hmm. it gets around yeah. things like Mimic Bat. They can't activate Mimic Bat in response if you Crozen Grip it. And that's and that's right. also from a from a deck building strategy. You can you can you can think about it as you know if you want to build a deck that 
I want to build a deck that punishes people that punishes people for playing creatures or punishes people for not playing enough artifact removal. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do nothing but play artifact. Like I've noticed that people don't play enough artifact removal, so I'm going to play artifact heavy deck that no one's going to be able to deal with because. And so Good now, see that that's the meta. So now once I've got once I've got artifact deck in mind, okay, what can I start doing? It's like okay, well I'm going to need um, you know Karns and uh, right. old old Karns and artifacts and Tezzerets and stuff like that. I'm going to beat them down with my artifacts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with multiplayer, there's so many different cards that there's so multiplayer casual that it's it's really hard to even figure out the meta. It's just pretty much who you play with and what you know they normally, what you normally see around you. Yeah. The big thing with me is, like I said earlier when I fr- introduced myself, is that I played tournaments for like the first year I played Magic. So mm-hmm. everything to me is how can my cards give me advantage? Like how can my cards do two things at one time? Right, right. So like that's why acidic slime and like what I was it's mentioning, perfect. I want to is yeah. perfect because he's not only is he a two-two who do, who does something, he also has death touch. And no one ever wants right. to attack you when you have a creature with Death Touch. They're just like, uh, Andrew has got a Death Toucher, and Debbie has a 12-12. I'll just attack Debbie. Like, <laughs> you know, that's just what happens. Yeah, yeah. the rattlesnake uh, defense. And I usually do have a 12-12. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, if you, you look at the, uh, it's called a curve, where, uh, and this is why I like putting cards into, uh, like, tappedout.net. It shows you what the curve is, which is pretty much how many cards you have at casting cost, one, two, three, four, five, six. And the you want it in kind of a curve, like you not like a like a few ones, a couple more twos, maybe threes and fours are heavy, and then as five, six, and seven, it kind of tapers down from there because you don't want a deck full of seven, or else you're not going to be doing anything until like turn eight when you pull your seventh land or whatever. Oh, and, my um, scornful egoist wants to disagree. Scornful, <laughs> that's true. Scornful ego to egoist is a uh, eight casting cost one one. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got more of a blue, so he's there to. Uh, Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. It's a flavor thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, well, it, it's, it's a mechanic thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I win. That set. That set. <laughs> things with high casting costs, so that was a way. Yeah, like of, uh, of cheating a, a high casting cost card into play uh, uh, before affinity. Yep. Or um, like, uh, sp- um, what's that blue card where you draw cards equal to the highest casting cost number of Russian knowledge? Control? Russian knowledge. Yeah, love that yep. card. So that's a perfect combo. Yes. I get blown out by that card in Popper. Ugh. Used used it a lot with uh, uh, Mirror Enforcer. Yes, Mirror Enforcer. Draw oh, because he's got he's got yeah. seven, but he's free. <laughs> right, right, because he's got uh, affinity. Yep, Frogmites, Mirror Enforcers, all that good stuff. Yep, true that. So yeah, and then other than that, if you so if you notice that your your um, curve is really high, like if all of a sudden you play you want to play dragons, which usually are around uh, five, six, and seven, and eight mana cost. Um, if you have a bunch of those, you're going to want to do a little ramp, which is ramping is when you put something in there that's going to give you an advantage of uh, either putting more mana into play or more lands into play from either your hand or your library, or like in the case of Seething Song, it's a sorcery that gives you mana, extra mana, and like Dark Ritual and that kind of thing. So those are good considerations, which are also lower casting cost cards, so it, it evens out your curve. So once you have a good idea, and once you have a uh, good number of cards in mind, you've done a little bit of research, or you've already got the cards together, put it together, keep those tips in mind, 
Uh, Debbie, you can unbold that category now that we've talked about it. And you can sound <laughs> clicky-clacky on the keyboard. I'm not I know. Clicky. She's, she's I'm, writing her no, own no, no, little I'm, I'm tapping-tapping on my mouse. I'm not clicky-clacky. <laughs> I'm tapping-tapping, not clicky-clacky. Watching the, uh, the show note page is probably the, my favorite part of this podcast. Because it's always <laughs> you can changing. see how we progress. Yes. I know. Yeah, she keeps adding Debbie and changing. Just add, Debbie just added like six <laughs> paragraphs worth of stuff. She's not happy unless she's editing. She's like the court, the court stenographer. You should, see the ones, you should see the ones where we get into, where Christian and I get into formatting battles. So he'll decide that he wants certain things highlighted one color and bolded, and I'll decide that that's wrong. So I'll go back. So it's like this constant back and forth where he, it's like a tug of war. Like he's trying to get it his way and I'm trying to get it. He usually just gives you, up. I kind of want, want to make the, like random words, different colors and see what happens. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you, you go ahead and The whole thing would break down. All right, we'll have this battle. <laughs> oh, no. And that's one in, uh, in which I, I think the, the listeners are, will lose. Yeah, they're, so. they're not enjoying this, but I am. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's the important thing. Um, but, yes, though, uh, so those are some tips on how to, how to make some decks. So now um, we thought we would uh, share with you how we have gone about building some of uh, our decks and share that with you. Um, Brian, did you have one in mind that you wanted to share? Uh, give me just a half a second here. I'm trying to make... Okay. That... Oh, are you not prepared okay. for the show, Brian? I <laughs> am. I was just concentrating on changing something in the show notes to see if anyone noticed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's random colors. Take it. Stop. All right. It's fixed. It's fixed. It's fixed. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to wait for it to update on mine. Oh God, you know, if you have an eight... Switching. <laughs> did you change oh, the nipple goodness. color? <laughs> you did. Whoa. Oh, oh nice. You put nope. a little, little island flavor. All right. You know, the nips are a different color than the, than the, than the other. I, I, I got distracted. I wasn't done. But you guys, you guys segued a little early. All right. So here we go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a deck that um, uh, I got. Uh, the goal of this deck, the I'll, I'll say, the inspiration for this deck was to make a Hamigawa based deck that was actually somewhat <laughs> decent. Well, that's a tall order, dude. Well, because Kamigawa is is a is a is a much Mind <laughs> set, right? Because but, of its uh, general suckiness. So it's got, it's got, but it's got some fun cards in it, and it was more fun than 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 potent. And one of than, and one than, of the cards that I really latched onto was this guy called Cage Morrow, first to suffer. Okay, so he's uh, three black black legendary demon spirit. Cage Morrow, first to suffer's power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand. And then you can pay one black, sacrifice Cage Morrow. All creatures get minus X, minus X until end of turn, or X is the number of cards in your hand. And I was like, all right. Hmm. And then I started looking, and I started seeing, like, a bunch of uh, neat little synergies, um, uh, specifically with uh, a card called Elder Pine of, uh, of Jukai, which is <laughs> three man. I'm not going to go into this. this three man, he's a 2-1 he's a guy that whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell, reveal the top three cards of your library, put all land revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I was like, all right. So that's a good way of getting card lands into my hand to make mm-hmm. Kate Morrow bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's another guy called Lone Dweller. That's whenever you, he's a grizzly bear, basically, spirit. Whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell, uh, you can put a land card from your hand. So I was like, all right, so I play a spirit. I look through the top three cards in my library. I put all those lands in my hands, and then I can put one of the lands into play tapped. Okay, great. And then there's another, uh, uh, but I'm going to have, with Nick tomorrow, I'm going to kill him a lot of guys. Like, he, you have to sacrifice him. He's given all your creatures minus, uh, minus X, minus X. Um, there's a two-card combo of Hanikami. So I'm, I'm black-green. Aw, Hanikami. Yeah, there's a, there's a combo Hanikami. Hanikami. And Death's Denied. Death Denied. Hanikami is a 1-1 one, one for 1 green. It lets you sacrifice him uh, for 1 and a green. Sacrifice and return target arcane card from your graveyard to your hand. So he's cheap. He, hmm. tra- he, he triggers all the spirit craft stuff. Uh, Death's Denied is 2 black and X. It's an arcane card. Return X target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. So what he does is he forms like a recursion engine where I can sacrifice Hanikami back Death's Denied. I can use Death's Denied to get back Hanikami plus other creatures. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do that. So that's kind of like the evolution of the idea. So, so the deck started out with, it was like, okay, so I'm going to have four Elder Pine of the Jukai, four Loam Dwellers, four Hanikamis, four Death's Denied, three Cage Morrows. Um, Might so, be Kage Morrow. Uh... Eh. I don't know. Uh, and I was like, okay, so... But we know what it is. Uh, now, since I'm going to be potentially drawing lots of, or revealing and putting lots of lands in my hands now, when Reliquary Tower came out, I was like, okay, that's going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Kami of Ancient Law, which is a, a Kami that you can sacrifice to destroy enchantments. Do you have any landfall in there? Uh, no, but you could use the Elder Pine. I've, I've actually thought in the past about using the Elder Pine of Jukai plus Lone Dweller engine to do mm-hmm. a lot of, get a lot of landfall, but uh, nothing really jumped out at me. So I've put uh-huh. the idea. Um, but this deck. By the way, that's not my phone. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go over the whole deck, but it's, it's basically I ended up adding a little bit of white uh, for Oryobi, who splits the heavens because he's whenever uh, he's a three six flyer. Whenever you play a oh, yeah. cane spell, put a three three white spirit creature token with flying into play. Because this deck That's sweet. has actually a lot of recursion with the deaths denied and the honey commies and the, the sacrificing stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. you you get a lot out of that. Uh, Petalmine Baku's for mana acceleration. So it's, it's just kind of like it's it started to to grow. Um, cook. It's got two Kakushus just because it's multiplayer and that's he's cheesy and that's awesome. Mm. And then a bunch <laughs> and then a bunch of land. Uh, you know, I was looking for ways of regetting the spearcraft, so it's like a blinking spirits in there, random fireball, just because. Um, uh, because I kind of like the and this this was this was a deck a deck decision choice. Like I was looking at it, and it's like all right, so I've got uh, green and black and. Then, the Savage Lands, you know, give you red mana, so I'm going to have access to that. And then, you know, add Jungle Shrines because it's green and white. And that also gives you access to red. So let me just put a Fireball in here just in case because I'm going to be drawing lots of land, dropping lots of land. I could probably get a Fireball off for 10, 12 without a whole lot of difficulty. All right. Uh, put a Blinking Spirit in there to be able to cast and recast to re-trigger all the Spirit stuff to kind of tear through the deck. Oh, that's right. He's a Spirit. He is. There's like hundreds of spirits. <laughs> and then I was like, all right. 
And what I found, uh, or what I, what I figured might be a problem is, well, Kate Morrow, he's going to be wiping the board. He's going to be hitting, giving minus 11, minus 11 to everything. So I need something, I need to be able to keep a creature on the board. Um, so I added Masumaru, first to live, whose, uh, his power and toughness is equal to twice the number of cards in your hand. So you can actually sacrifice Kate Morrow and have Masumaru live through it. Um, hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, I might deck myself, so I'm going to add a Words of Worship uh, to it. And then since I've got this real, uh, so I'm drawing lots of lands, they all come into play. I'm planning on them coming into play with Lone Dweller. I just added mm -hmm. a bunch of the, the come into play tapped lands, try lands from Kamigawa, because most of my lands are going to be coming into play tapped. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so try lands from Kamigawa. Try lands, like, yeah. So my mana base is complete weird, but which try lands from Kamigawa? Uh, jungle shrines, savage lands. Then I've got like just reflecting pools, murmuring bosks. Uh, oh, yeah. But I mean, I don't have uh, tree folk in here, so whatever. Uh, right. So. So that's that's kind of, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be drawing lots of lands. I've run the risk of possibly decking myself because this this is a uh, this is an attrition based deck. So I added a, a words of worship as a way of gaining some life in case I'm getting beat up, um, a way to prevent myself from drawing cards in case I get low on library, and then then uh, I added an obelisk of Alara just because. For funsies. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's like a Swiss Army knife. It's a it's a card for funsies. For funsies. Holy crap! Funsies. I look away for a few seconds and I got twenty six new things in Skype. We've been chatting. Well, we're actually you well, have to destroy your phone. Yeah, we that's. <laughs> I downloaded. I had. I threw my iPhone on the floor and stomped on it. Your turn. I just ripped mine in half. Really? You know how there's that duck 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 sound every once in a while because someone's cell phone. Mine's not even in the room. I don't know how because I turned mine off and and she destroyed Mine's hers not in and this room, but I, it could Andrews be one of my it could be like a, something else. Yeah. So, oh, anyway, the yeah. other electronic device. Oh. That, mm. oh my god! I know you're not even going to go there. What? With the laptop on your lap that you're click click clickety click. An iPad. What are you talking about? This is a wireless. I was talking about an external hard drive. <laughs> hard. I said hard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't she talking about any drive. of those things at all. But okay. <laughs> but now that now that you think that we are, uh, let's segue into a new topic then. So, Daddy, yeah. <laughs> uh, back on track. Moving yeah. on. So, so that was that was so that was. Um, I know I, I, I talked a little bit more about the contents of the deck instead of how to build it, but um, I did start off with I kind of started off with an idea of I want to do something with Kamigawa. Um, Cage Morrow is kind of interesting. How can I get a lot of cards in my hand? Uh, these two cards work well. Okay, they're gonna die. Death's denied. Hamikami is gonna bring them back. Now, what else can I? You know, what other spirit cards are really good and powerful to work with this? And and so it just kind of evolved that way. And then you know, some of the higher casting costs. It's like, okay, well, I only really need two of these, and this is just in here as a one of for funsies. Uh, for funsies. For funsies. So, oh, pretty cool. Yeah, I like when you were talking about the different cards in there because um, it gives people ideas and stuff. And if if anybody brought, bought Kamigawa, 
they have a ton of cards, and it's always good to know, and you know some new ideas and stuff the, to build with them. The funnest part of this deck, the absolute funnest, is the funnest, turn, the funnest is on turn two when I go Lone Dweller, and they go, what the hell is that? And they, yeah, right. and they read it, and then they push <laughs> it back over, and then on turn three I do Elder Pine of the Jukai, like, son of a... <laughs> what is Soul Shift 2? What does that mean? <laughs> and then it's like, you know, Pedal Main Baku. Like, what? Like, what? I, I don't even understand. Did you just take a stack of cards? Yes. Like, <laughs> put land in? What is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, speaking of t- uh, putting a bunch of cards, uh, it was pretty funny. Somebody got the, uh, the Jace vs. Chandra decks and shuffled them both together and then split it in half and two people played it. It was pretty cool. I was like, that's classy. I like that. All right. There's so moving along, I guess you guys. Deck. Yeah. Yes. Wow. A dual deck? Yep. Yeah, the, the dual decks. And, huh. and because you know there's not gonna, it's not going to make anything illegal happen because they don't share any cards. So you shuffle them both together, and then you get a red-blue deck. We should take all of our ADH decks, shuffle them together, and then divide them by the number of ADH decks, and then give each other that many cards. Or awesome. we should not wow. do that ever. The ultimate. <laughs> are we, we going to, these decks that we're going to talk about, are we going to go ahead and write them up and post them? Or I already have mine written up and posted in tapdout.net. Oh, yeah, doing, we just Brian? put them in there. All right. Oh. We'll find them. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. I could, but mine is awful. Well, then maybe I will imitate no, you. You should. We're just going to. Mine is too. I'm just going to sit here and go clicky clacky on the keyboard while someone else is talking. <laughs> right, my deck up. Here's why I know uh, it couldn't be me clicky clacking because I've been muting my microphone. Brian, I don't know why, but it's just you. <laughs> it's just there me. There you go. <laughs> He's the one that's clickety clacking. I'm not even touching the keyboard. I'm sitting here looking, and it's like, all right, I got a stack of... That's pretty badass that you can type without touching the keyboard. Not I know, typing. right? That's pretty dope. All right, so it's my turn. You know what else is dope? Uh, mm-hmm. what? Marijuana. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. Figured that one out. LOL. So, <clears throat> I wanted to build a... Hostility deck, so I put it on Facebook and got some uh, wonderful assistance. Uh, Stephen Gorshish, Gorish, I should just probably stop this. Um, but anyway, he was really helpful. Kellen, of course, and uh, a bunch of people were. Uh, Michael Ross Roundtree was very helpful. And uh, Johnny Kane, um, who I thought was a Mortal Kombat character, but he's actually a real person. And uh, those guys are very, very helpful. And then, of course, uh, my friends on um, Tapped Out, like Night Runner. Anyway, it was pretty cool. So hostility, I wanted to build around. This is one of those where you pick a card and build around it. But the trick with doing that is if somebody sees, if somebody at the table notices that you're playing a deck that's based completely around one particular card, everybody's just going to kill that one card. So it has to be able to either protect that card really, really well or be able to recur it. Or the deck has to be able to manage on its own without, you know, if that card happens to die. So hostility is uh, an elemental incarnation from Lorwyn. It's uh, three red and three colorless for 6-6. It's got haste, and it reads, if a spell you control would deal damage to an opponent, it's only a spell, um, prevent that damage. Put a 3-1 red elemental shaman creature token with haste into play for each one damage prevented this way. So Lightning Bolt gives, uh, gets countered and instead gives you three 3-1 three, 
red elemental creature tokens with haste. Uh, when hostility is put in a graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into the owner's library. So um, that's makes it you know a little different. You can't just put it in your graveyard and bring it back out. But anyway, so then the then um, I put out there to um, get some suggestions from people to help me uh, build it. So I looked online, and of course I um, got some people to help me. And um, somebody rec- uh, <clears throat> recommended this card that I had totally forgotten about. It's actually from Kamagawa. Tie-in. Uh, it's Hamura Human Ascendant, and it's four colorless and two red. It's a four-four. It's one of those flip cards. And it says, Homura, human descendant, can't block. He's a 4-4 human legendary monk. When Homura is put into a graveyard from play, return it to play flipped. And when it's flipped, it's called Homura's Essence, and it says, and it's in a legendary enchantment, and it says, creatures you control get plus 2, plus 2, and have flying, and have fire breathing, which is pay a red, creature gets plus 1, plus 0 until one turn. Which is sweet, you know, especially when you're making a bunch of tokens. I, w- hmm? I was I was playing a uh, a game uh, of EDH where someone mm-hmm. had one of those guys out, and I cloned it, uh, which because of the legendary rule, they both died, and okay. then they both came back, flipped. So I had uh, so my clone came into play, flipped, and I got to uh, <laughs> pick another pick another creature. So I had I ended up getting like a, a oh. Of, well, no, it was like a flipped random thing, so I ended up getting like a flipped primeval titan. So, you, so a clone pretty much says destroy target Hamura human ascendant, and put this card back into play, bounce this card, and return it to play. Yeah, and pick a new pick a new target. Wow, shit. So that's uh, something that I hope people don't play. But um, so he's a four four. So get, you kind of want <clears throat> could would you actually kind of want him to die? Oh, so you do. Oh, so he doesn't. Co- oh, so he obviously doesn't come back as the enchantment. Only Homura does, and that's the reason why you have him, so you can have him die and come back as the enchantment. That's yeah. True. So, so Homura dies. Okay. Right. But and your clone of Homura dies, and it says when it comes in, when it's put into the graveyard from play, return it to play flipped. So your clone is returned to play flipped but it <laughs> which is just an upside down clone <laughs> an upside down clone yeah which is a clone of something again yeah but yeah. it can't it can't clone your Hamora's essence because it's a, it's an enchantment legend right i see oh so it's not so bad that's pretty cool okay so the other thing somebody else rec- uh recommended is primor uh primal force mage which i had totally forgotten about He's a green and two colors. He's an elf, and I never play elves, so that could be one reason. Whenever another creature comes into play under your control, that creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. So whenever a uh, creature comes into play from uh, hostility, he gets plus three, plus three until end of turn, which is fine because he has haste, and that's when you're going to be using him. So that's awesome. And uh, Flamekin Harbinger is the, the one that tutors up. Um, just like the other Harbingers. Uh, for one red, he's a 1-1. One, one. When he comes into play, um, find an elemental card and put it onto your library. Uh, shuffle your library and put it on top of it. Unfortunately, that means that if you don't have a lot of land, then your next card is definitely not a land. So it's good to wait until you have four or five cards, uh, land cards already in play, before you get... Uh, I've been talking to myself you, for ten minutes. I've been on mute, and I thought I oh, was you're on contributing... Mute? I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> you I thought I was totally being rude? I thought you guys were just ignoring me because I was like, Brian, if you can't, 
Kong came back as the enchantment, you both cheated because the enchantment is legendary too. And I was just like, no one's listening to me. What the heck? Well, no, I was like, this is so much for being a special I'm guest. Sorry. They don't even care. Yeah, they don't care about me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna mute myself again. <laughs> no, so you, you actually weren't on mute. <laughs> yeah. What? We were just Man. ignoring you. We were just no. ignoring you. I'm Debbie gonna go. To I'm gonna that. go now. No. No. Okay, no don't go. You. Come back. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> so the other the other card that's good in here, since there's not a lot of flyers, is Squall Line, and um, that's the instant uh, the instant hurricane that uh, it's two green and an X. Squall Line deals X damage to each creature with flying and each player. So. Hopefully you're doing a lot of hasty guys, and, you're, and so you're going to keep yourself at kind of the higher life, and then you can use it as a win condition of just doing a squall line. And if you, and for every point of damage that gets dealt to other people, if you don't have hostility out, you can use it as a win condition if you're at the highest life. But if you do have hostility out, and there's five people in the game, and you squall line for two, that's ten, three, one, uh, trampling. I mean, uh, hasty tokens. Which is awesome. It's got uh, Pulse of the Forge, which is cool because I wanted, since it's multiplayer, you want to, you don't want to just put a lightning bolt in there because it's just single use. So Pulse of the Forge is two red and a colorless instant, deals four damage to target player. If that player has more life than you, return Pulse of the Forge to its owner's hand. So it's like free buyback. Um, and I have a feeling since your your uh, burn damage is countered a lot, that and except. I mean, Squall Line deals damage to you and sometimes not even your opponents that you're probably going to be at a pretty low life. So there's going to be a lot of times when you're going to be pulsing of the forge back to your hand. And um, that just pretty much rounds it. Oh, and then Slag Storm, which is pretty cool, which is uh, ha, ha, from the latest set. Ha, poor Storm. Is that bad? What? What is this? I don't even. No, it's what, Debbie, Debbie always giggles because Slag is, is apparently slang for slut in some foreign language. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's so worldly. So foreign language <clears throat> being British. <laughs> so Slagstorm is good in this deck because it's it's two red and a colorless. Choose one. Slagstorm deals three damage to each creature, or Slagstorm deals three damage to each player. So in the beginning, before you get hostility out, you you use it as a little um, earthquake to kill a bunch of creatures and keep yourself from taking damage. And uh, if somebody's blowing up with a bunch of knights and a bunch of low-toughness uh, low creatures, then you wipe all them out. And then later on in the game, you get to deal three damage to each, each player, which equals a lot of hostility tokens. So, um, And then you just round it out with some, uh, some Cultivate, some Primeval Command, so you can get your... Uh, there's a couple of cards, as you already heard, in there that you can get the hostility, but this is another one, and can gain you seven life, so that's helpful. And it can also bounce um, a problematic card. And then... There's one Praetor's Council because that's going to be awesome. If it if you land that, you're going to be a happy man. And uh, so, yeah, so it was a fun fun deck to put together, and I'm going to um, build it and play it on Wednesday. And uh, I was glad that everybody uh, contributed. Thank you again to everybody that helped me out on Facebook. So, yeah, that's mine. So, Andrew. Yeah. He is to awesomest. To awesomest. And amazing. And amazing. And not on mute. <laughs> and not on mute, clap, yes. Clap, 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 I know. Yes. Yay, woo, yeah, kiss, kiss, yeah, clap. Yeah. For, so you didn't, <laughs> you didn't respond to any of that either, so I also thought that I was on mute again. So now I'm like <laughs> double and triple checking every time. <laughs> you're like, uh, yeah, you put it. should be named kiss, kiss, clap, clap. 
I think we're the only episode that's uh, the only uh, podcast that actually says that. What kiss, kiss, clap, clap? Yeah, sure hope so. I think so. There's, Can we just re- re- there's reason for that. <laughs> we should rename the entire podcast to the kiss, kiss, clap, clap gang. Mm-hmm. The kiss, kiss, clap, clap hour, and by hour we mean like three, three <laughs> and a half. With your hosts. So Andrew, what's your uh, what's your deck? Have you have you chosen one? I've chosen one, and it's it's bad because it's like we're doing Kamigawa Power Hour. <laughs> That's so awesome. Are you doing a Kamigawa deck too? Basically. Yeah, awesome. We're also the only podcast that has Kamigawa Power Hour. We're also the only podcast that bothers talking about Kamigawa. (laughs) Do you even know what Kamigawa is, Dev? Yes, I do. It's the one, it's a set that sucks so bad that everybody's like, well, I played from this set and then I quit during Kamigawa because it was awful and then I started playing again in fill in the blank. That's what I Would you say it's, it's, Brian, would you say it's this generation's uh, Fallen Empires? <laughs> no, because Fallen Empires... Was, it was the set that came out that everybody's like, oh, that set sucks. Well, it's because it came out right after uh, uh, right after Mirrodin, so everyone's like, rawr, affinity, rawr. And then you're just like, spirits, why would I pay an extra one mana for this arcane spell when... Yeah, it's just... It's just it, it was underpowered compared to... So timing, and yeah, not only timing, that, it was, timing was, it was considered a palate cleanser. It's like that sorbet or something that they say. <laughs> general suckiness. All right. Okay. Then, then Ravnica came next, and everyone was just like, ooh, guilds. So did so, we, did we uh, help set you up? <laughs> basically. Because I got tired of showing up on Wednesday and either, A, stealing one of Brian's decks or just shuffling an EDH general into a deck. <laughs> because what really happened when I shuffled an EDH general was I would just play my EDH mill deck and I'd have a hundred card deck versus a bunch of sixty card decks. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and your general was in always in like a blue sleeve and the deck was in white sleeves or something. <laughs> no, no, no. My, my general was always in the same sleeve. Uh, someone, so somebody. That's mine. That's, that's my deck. Pat, that's Trevor and Pat. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna hinder that, so, <laughs> and then I'm gonna cut to your generals. When you shuffle, I'm gonna cut to your generals. <laughs> that's so. Cool. Funny. I, I just got tired of hearing you have to have a 60 card deck. We're like, oh, well, do you have a 60 card deck? So I was looking at cards and I, I wanted to go to Kamigawa because it had a bunch of irrelevant cards that no one cares about. Those and, are always fun to build with. Yeah, and I came across a specific tribe the, uh, the Zuberas or the Zuberas or however you want to say it. Yay, Zuberas! Yay! Zubidi 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 There are two types of. There's the four drop Zuberas who say if they were dealt three or more damage, do something. And then there's the two drops who all say, uh, f- when this goes to a graveyard, for each other Zubera put in your graveyard this turn, do something. Yeah. So, uh, I basically <laughs> just fought a bunch of. They only do something when they're dying. <laughs> <laughs> and they're one twos, they're just fantastic. But really, the deck is awful because no land comes into play untapped. Like, every single. I don't play anything until turn three. Oh, even your two twos, even, even your two my, drops. Even my two drops are three drops. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, I just. I'm gonna buy you four happens. amulet of uh, vigors to put That's in there. Probably what should happen. And I just decided <laughs> that I was gonna look at cards, and I, I decided I wasn't gonna do my usual thing. I was just gonna take cards from Kamigawa and shove them in a deck. Nice. And I got basically it was apparently it's a, a pretty common casual deck. It's the Devouring Greed Zubra deck. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. And Devouring Greed is a two colorless and a black black for an arcane. It's a sorcery speed spell. 
And mm-hmm. it says, as an additional cost to play it, sacrifice any number of spirits. When, when, when you uh, said two colorless black black, I heard two colorless clap clap. Kiss, kiss, clap, kiss, clap. Kiss, 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 clap, clap. <laughs> two kiss, black, black, clap, clap. That's so much a cost. Clap, 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 clap. Do a little dance. Make um, a little love. Get down get tonight. Get down tonight. <laughs> so, it's, so much synergy with all the hosts. Oh, gosh. We're so, this is on the ball. And then yep. it says target player loses <laughs> two life. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy's trying to get a sentence out. I'm done. I just uh, that's my deck. <laughs> anyway, it, so what? So what does the card? What does the card do? Supers. Because what, did the, what does that devouring greed do? Oh, it says target player loses two life plus two life for each spirit sacrificed this way. And so when you oh. sack a bunch of Zubras, or Z- uh-huh. you get all their effects at one time plus an opponent and the effect of the like devouring 16 greed. life, and you gain 16. Do you have oh, nice. a do you have grave pact in there? No, it's all Kamigawa. Because <laughs> if you grave pact that with devouring greed, I'd pack that. I'd packed that. Did you pay? Let's did you was it a pact of negation? Did you pay the mana cost or did you lose the game? Neither. Neither. He just he doesn't exist. Okay, the joke's over. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That was the worst one of the night. Um, you should have grave pact with that. That would be good. Eventually, I plan on making it, like, somewhat decent. But right now, it's just a bunch of coming no, out of the it, it will never be decent. It's a zoop. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe, like, Door to Destinies or Coat of Arms or something like that to make your Zuber is actually mm-hmm. a threat. Yeah. Well, Not the main reason, down. Brian, you asked why I made it. Yeah. I made it mostly because uh, I didn't want to come up with, like, allies, and I didn't want to play elves or goblins or... Why did it just change? Boring. Okay. I didn't want to play something that was just typical. So, and I knew Minotaurs were off limits. <laughs> yeah. Marky's got dipped. Marky's cornered that market. And I was like, man, I really want to make a Minotaur deck. And then I listened to the podcast and I was like, dang it. If someone made Ariok Tribal, I just couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, what are the chances? I know. And they seemed like I would sit down and I would play it. And most of the people there would be like, what does this card do? And I'd be like, yo, it's, it's, it's no big deal. Just Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ignore me. I'm playing a bunch of one-twos for two mana. That is the best thing about Kamigawa cards is because no one actually wants to read, read. the name. No read the name. Read what the card. It's like, what? what is that? It's just, oh. Awesome. And, and this deck is... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, and someone would be like, oh, you're playing a spirit deck because all the Zubras are awesome. No, yeah. no, no. This is a Zubra deck. That's <laughs> right. Screw you and your spirit tribal. You know, uh, Andrew, um, a while ago in our, one of our first uh, episodes um, of the podcast, we did one called B-Class Tribes, where we had um, we we all built decks that were of a tribe, but it was like a lesser-known, like innocuous, uh, either funny or mm-hmm. ridiculous uh, tribe, like like zebras or unicorns. Yeah, that's where the um, that's where Z's unicorn unicorn deck came from. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, turtles, all you that, all that stuff. You told me when we did that that I couldn't do Zubras because they were all spirits and spirits. You sure did. I listened to that episode. And I was uh, like, and I was like, no, well, they're, they're Zubras. And you were like, no, they're spirits too. Well, spirits was already on the A class. I mean, it wasn't yeah. B class tribe, which, which actually through playing, we actually were talking about C class tribes, which is like, because angels, you know, you were, we were talking about how angels was one of those. Is it an A or a B? Do you think, because he, do you think he's backpedaling, Deb? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like that. I'm explaining game. myself. I sure do. If you build a Zubera-only deck, that would have been fine. But if you're building a spirit deck, you could put anything in there and have a badass spirit deck. I don't know. That's not what you said then. Not what you said back then. A little bit of revisionist history there. <laughs> revisionist yeah. history? Well, that's what I meant, whatever I said. Christopher Columbus discovered America. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> like Joel McHale said, Debbie, he's like, you might have heard it. <laughs> I might have thought it. But I didn't say it. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Nobody's with me on that one. Moving along. <laughs> so basically, this deck is really bad. And if you're going to make it, you should probably invest in a better mana base because I spent like $3 on it. <laughs> and they all come to play tap. So, so I actually I actually tried this with like a few because I was already playing like four or five colors. I tried putting a few Hondans in and then Jockle Hops. And I was, the, the thought was, the thought was when the Zubaras died and with the Hondans, I would have a bunch of like creatures and discard. Oh. It would be like mass chaos. Cool. Turns out in practice, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Turns out what it does is it flounders. <laughs> and then if the Hondan someone kills your Honden. And someone, yeah, it, it flounders, it doesn't do anything. And then when you juggle hops, it just makes everybody mad. Because <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Because everyone's, everyone's at like twenty life, and the only thing you made was like three one one spirits, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm up. And then, like, <laughs> and then you have to attack for like a billion d turns. You're like winning. You <laughs> should just call that deck winning. Dingy, and you're allowed to say billion d. Uh, one time. <laughs> that's all I've said. Fine, you can say thing- one time. One time. One thingy. time. There you go. So basically, though. If I played a deck like that, I think Christian can only handle, like, a game of Magic a month with me. So, <laughs> because every time we sit down and play afterwards, Christian looks like, oh, my God, that was awful. <laughs> so, so I, I basically, if I play Jockle Hops, I think it might do, Christian might, like, a once every three months we can play Magic. <laughs> In September, I'll be like, all right, dude, you want to play a game? My, my, goal, my goal with the Joggle Hops was it's like I'm going to have all these Hondans and then the Zubers are going to die and I'm going to have all this stuff so it's okay to play Joggle Hops because I'm going to win. And in reality, it doesn't work that way. I had a friend who had like a Joggle Hops Goblin Assault deck and then you realize that Goblin Assault tokens are just 1-1s and they're not that good. So when you talk to Hops with five other players and you're like, I've got 1-1s, they're like, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Seemed like a good idea at the time. So. No, Andrew, I have I have my Azusa face that I that I that I put on when I, when I play oh. against you with Azusa, but you your would, other decks I, I I like. You would need an entire podcast no for me and Christian to try and explain the Azusa deck, <laughs> the love hate relationship that goes on there. Yes. The first time I ever the first time I ever played it, Christian was like, "Wow, that was really cool. Let's play again." And then the second time I played it, he was like, "All right, that was okay." And then the third time he was like. <laughs> I never want to see that. The third time he was like, all right, can you play something else? And then the fourth time was like, I don't want to play Magic anymore. I'm going home. I was like, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't realize that, but you, did, you just summed up the whole uh, It was because the first three times you were okay with it, but the third time you were like, all right, play something else. And I did. And then I broke it out like a month and a half later, and you just left. <laughs> literally we played one game i took a 15 minute turn and it wasn't like i wasn't paying attention and you were just like okay i'm leaving and i was like what happened he's like i just don't want to play magic anymore and i was like oh i'm sorry that might have had something to do with it subconsciously so, so here's what so here's what i uh, my takeaway from this is uh i'm gonna start paying andrew to play that deck <laughs> <laughs> to get me to oh i see, oh. I see what you're doing there 
I see. So, so Andrew, how much is a, 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 a slippy like a slippy like a five? There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Abraham Lincoln judges, says you're going to play that deck. Products. Oh gosh, that's bribery. Hair, hair care products. No, it's, it's it's not affecting the results of a match. It's casual. Who cares? It's who casual. Cares? Who cares? There's no rules. It's 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 like whatever. So what? Who cares? Whatever you think's fine. And it's like sure that that land taps for ten mana. You, everybody agree? Okay, sure, fine, whatever. Cool. House rule. We've I've done things like that though, where like I've had opponents people like, oh, I'm gonna win, and I was like, okay, so you're gonna win. And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, so I can put anything from my hand into play, and it won't affect the outcome. And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, all right, and I'll drop like Mirror Battle Sphere and like Woodfall Primus and Terastodon, and they're like, does that change anything? And it's like, oh, and I'm like, you can't take that back now. There's no take backs. There's no taxi backsies. <laughs> Yeah, there is no, no, there's no taking backs of the precious. Taking backsies. <laughs> All right. Anyway, nice. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> You're done. All right. I'm done. I don't want to play magic anymore. I'm I'm I, don't want, I don't want to talk about magic anymore. <laughs> so, Deb? No, oh, I'm, I'm done. I don't. <laughs> You're I'm not done completely. You're just... I've got the, no, I've got the deck in my hands right now, and I'm looking at all these foil Zuberas, and I'm like, this is awful. Why did I even make this? <laughs> foil Zuberas. That's so awesome. <laughs> like, foil Zuberas. One, is a, one has a... Okay, one has this, like, dripping long, tongue. slithery, dripping tongue. Like, that would be dripping, dripping tongue Zubra. <laughs> well, yes. well, that's truth in advertising. If you didn't have a dripping tongue, wouldn't you be a little confused? He would he would grow like up getting all kinds of ridicule if why, he didn't have. Why is my dripping tongue, tongue Zubra uh, with a closed mouth and a beanie? You know, it's dry a, mouth. <laughs> it's not a Christian beanie-headed Zubra. Yes, Christian, were you sitting next to me and the other Andrew when we role played as our Zubras? Because I think you were. <laughs> I, I I remember there's something going on that I couldn't quite understand what was, was going on. I was on, an but I was Ashen like, skin Zubra, and he was a dripping tongue Zubra, and it got really graphic, <laughs> like super graphic. <laughs> He lashed his long, <laughs> I can't do this, his long, <laughs> his long dripping tongue against my ashen-y skin. It was just super graphic. Awesome. The most graphic. Ever. You guys are like, well, I'll be playing and I'll hear you guys' awesome conversation or something crazy going on. Yeah. I'm like, man, I wish I knew what they were talking so about. That's the real reason why Christian, Christian, uh, Christian left is because the dripping tongue Zubarud, uh, Andrew was licked. <laughs> And then I, well, the, it ended with someone exploding. Desiggle or something like that. <laughs> Basically, the uh, role playing ended when someone exploded their Ashenine load everywhere. Let's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the end. Of it's usually near the end. Ashenine Ash load. load. Oh, Ashenine oh, oh. load. Ashenine. That's. That's. <laughs> I hope also, we're the only podcast that says the term Ashenine. Load. Load, yes. Right. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Some of our hosts can I even say. Oh, I wanted to add one quick thing about my my deck. Uh, um, I forgot to mention that uh, Steve Gorish uh, recommended Pandemonium, which was the perfect card. I was like, this is, oh, my God. And it uh, totally makes the, the deck awesome. So had to thank him for that. Almost forgot. Sorry. Debbie's dude. turn. Debbie's turn. Yay, me. <laughs> Yay, you. Debbie does deck construction. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about elves Yay. or Yay. green creatures of any kind. You're kidding. Yay. I do not kid, sir. Mono red deck. Echo mage. No. Echo mage. No, it's not my mono blue levelers either. Echo, echo, it's, your, echo. it's your mono white deck. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's your... He went from mute to echo, echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Yeah, 
the reason I picked this deck is because since the podcast is about how we build decks, this is a perfect example of the deck construction process that I use. This is a hmm. red black deck. Whoa, red. Yeah. I know. What? what I know. Where's Debbie? What have you done with Debbie? So basically, there was a point in time where I thought, okay, I wanted to do a burn deck because of our awesome episode last about it. Yeah, no, this was like. Imagine if you sat down at a game and Debbie went turn one mountain pass. We'd be like, (laughs) my head would explode. You know what it is? It's like one of those weird pregnancy cravings, only (laughs) magic. Oh my god! I built this deck a year ago. I just woke up and I just—I got to tap a mountain. <laughs> got this craving. I got this craving for an incinerate. Well, I have yeah. goblin guys. incinerate and pickles. So I guess um, black red deck is a good substitute for the pickles and ice cream. Okay, so I wanted to do a burn deck because direct damage is not a mechanic that I use a lot because I like to smash face with creatures. So I thought, okay, how can I do? A direct damage deck that has nothing to do with just, like, burn, 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 burn. I didn't want to play red deck wins because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So. Boring. I thought. Yeah, boring. Cool, though. So. <laughs> I thought I can build a deck where people take direct damage when they draw cards. And that was cool. the mechanic that I decided to build around. So this is my draw burn cool. deck. So mm-hmm. I've got the, the list up on tapped out, so we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> It's not competitive, so nobody needs to make any suggestions as to how to make it better. It's not, I don't know if it's as bad as Andrew's, but. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, That's that's how we uh, measure these. So, what's the URL, Debbie? Tapped slash MTD dash DAX slash. I don't know. We'll put it in the show notes. I think it's Strawberry. It's private right now. Um, We'll we'll put it in the show notes, so it'll be in there. It's private. Private. I thought even one of those clickety clacks you can do is to unprivate it. I will unprivate it after the show. After the show oh, comes out. MG. We don't want to spoil I wanted, stuff. I thought Brian said it's Friday, and I wanted him to break out into a Rebecca, Rebecca Black, Black monologue. Yeah. I know every word fun, of that song. Fun, we want to have a, a musical. Sing it. Awesome. Never do that ever. Don't. You don't. Don't. So basically. Don't tempt him. The deck <laughs> that I'm talking about here, trying to talk about. Basically, the way that I went about constructing it is this is something that I learned when I first started listening to podcasts. Um, Before I found Avant Card, I actually listened to podcasts that gave valuable information. And one of them was... Waste of time. Yeah, exactly. One of them is... You actually like this one, Christian, so shut up. Uh, Deconstruct. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. With Alex and Dan. Yeah. Well, with Alex now. I think it's just Alex. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. So I have the problem that Brian was talking about where I'll go and I'll find one card and then that reminds me of another card and that reminds me of another card. And so before you know it, I haven't put lands in yet and I've got 170 cards in a 60-card deck or a 61-card deck as all of mine are. So Mm -hmm. Alex has this idea that you should start with – you should start with what your win condition is and that you should have a core set of cards that – that speaks to your win condition. And then you have support cards, and then you put hands. So this is what I did. The whole point is that you have to make your opponent draw more cards than normal. Of course, you also draw in cards. And then okay. you have to have a way to have them take damage when they draw cards. So the core cards for drawing are Howling Mine and Font of Mythos. And I think this, I don't know what format this is in. It used to be in standard, but then stuff rotated out, and I never updated it. 
So Font of Mythos, which is basically a double Howling Mine, and then Howling Mine. And then the cards that um, make them take damage are Cataract Parasite, which mm-hmm. in case you don't know what that is, I don't know if people are as familiar with that. It's a one-drop black 1-1 one, one creature. Whenever an opponent draws a card, if you control a red permanent, you can have them take a damage. And then Underworld Dreams, which is yep. an enchantment, which is whenever they draw a card, it deals a damage. So mm-hmm. you have these the, these ways to make them draw, and you have these ways to make them take damage. Um, another one that makes them draw is Burning Inquiry, which is <laughs> a one-drop hate that card. That's a great card. And everybody draws three and then discards three, which has the double effect, like Andrew was saying, multiple rolls for a single card, has the double Mm -hmm. effect of totally screwing up their hands because they have to discard them, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then it usually doesn't matter to you because at that point you have nothing in your hand that you want to drop because since everything's one drop in this deck, like you blown all of your one drops and so you're just drawing and making them take damage which is fantastic and then cool. what i would consider the support cards so this was the second step uh terminate lightning bolt and flame slash terminate and flame slash get rid of creatures lightning bolt either gets rid of creatures or you know does the last couple damage to my opponent and then dragon master outcast which has two <laughs> one is it's a red herring yeah <laughs> i get it because it's a red card it's a red herring. <laughs> So, Dragon Outcast makes people think that I have this plan to smash their face with Dragon Creature Tokens, the 5-5 flying, when really, Mm. I couldn't care less about that. It just just distracts them and makes them deal with it. That's an awesome technique, by the way. No, it's fantastic. And then they're all, like, concerned about, like, oh, how many lands does she have? And look at that. And then they're concerned about getting rid of it. So, they'll actually blow a lightning bolt on my Dragon Master Outcast instead of me. Yeah, and your 1-1 red... (laughs) <laughs> one red cast of off, one one. I think that it's um, my red permanent that uh, works with cataract, cataract parasite, which it can be if they don't have a way to deal with it. Like if they're playing green and they don't have a way to take out creatures, then it can be the red permanent. Mm-hmm. But the actual go-to red permanent, because it's harder to get rid of, or at least it was before the stupid artifact cards, was Vainfire Border Post. Hmm. Yeah. Which is oh, nice. the. Yeah, which is the art. Cool, which also gives you mana. Which is a, exactly. So it's a dual purpose. It, it both it's gives mana purpose. and it um, you know, is my red permanent. So basically, this is really more of a one-on-one deck. I haven't played it a lot in multiplayer, but I'm sure it would do well, except for somebody would probably have a way to deal with all my artifacts now because of have, Scars of Mirrodin. Have you, have, you have you updated it? Not Andrew. Since Scars? <laughs> no, I did not, not. I could, but I haven't. <laughs> Okay, because there's that, like, uh, it's like a psychosis crawler or something like that, where it's like when yeah. you draw a card, an opponent loses a life, loses one, right? and then it's mm-hmm. power and Mrs. Star Star. Yeah, I want to make, that's a whole other topic, because I want to make a psychosis crawler deck, but it's not going to be with that. It's going to be with It's another. not going to be with psychosis. It's going to be with, gonna be with conundrum. Sphinx and time Consecrated or, Sphinx. Consta- time reversal. Constipated and... Sphinx. What? No, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> I need to draw a card. <laughs> so this whole deck. I've got to play my fiber card. <laughs> fiber ball. <laughs> Are you guys done? Debbie is still trying. She's so, <laughs> she's trying so yeah, hard. She's, she's, she's diligent. She's on topic and focused. We should encourage this. Okay, Debbie. Yeah. Listen. Which I'm not doing. No, we shouldn't. Jab. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we should not. So this deck, like I said, is more of a one-on-one. It's really, really, really fast. Now, 40% of the deck is one-drops. And I'm counting Vampire Borpos as one-drop because I always cast it for its alternate cost. Um, right. 13% of the deck is two-drops, 7% or three-drops, and 7% or four-drops. So this speaks to the, the mana curve that Christian was... Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Oh. Can you hear me? Oh, no. I think she was on topic so long her head blew up. Uh Couldn't handle it. Dad, did your head blow up? Oh, there's a problem with the call. Hold on while we try to get this. We've fallen victim to Debbie's crappy internet. Dun-dun-dun-dun. I like how Debbie's a trooper. She gets kicked off of there. She just picks up her iPhone and (laughs) connects that way. (laughs) Weird. Can you guys not hear me? We can hear you. There you are. Okay, so where did where did we leave off? We can edit that out. Oh, that's I already got it. Thank you, Dad. Ah, you don't need to edit that. Okay, so where oh, did you guys okay. stop being able to hear me? Uh, a few seconds ago, was it, something was it? about how, how your border post is a, is a one drop? Okay. So, so what other one drops do you have in there? One and two drops. Well, Dragon Master, Cataract, Parasite, Vampire, Border Post, Burning Quarry, Lightning Bolt, and Flame Slash are all one drops. Nice. Yeah, yes. so it's all it's all really really low. Basically, and this is another way. And Christian was talking about the the mana curve. So there's like twenty four one drops, eight two drops, four three drops, and four four drops. Another way to look at it is the average casting cost for all of my permanents is one point seven. So it's somewhere <laughs> between one and two. Which is great. Right. Then you so it doesn't run a lot of lands. It only runs uh, twenty lands, but it doesn't yeah, matter because you don't need that many. You don't need yeah. it. You're drawing so many cards. Now, what's the burn? What's the burn for handling other creatures? Lightning or bolt and flame slash are to get rid of creatures. Well, there's terminate lightning bolt and flame slash. Terminate and mm-hmm. flame slash are to get rid of creatures because that's the other. If somebody's playing a really aggro creature heavy deck like red deck wins, they might get in for more damage before you do. Um, mm. in which case you want to get rid of their creatures and then lightning. Bolt. Yeah. Cause you have to, cause you're giving them a ton of cards. So they're going to be casting creatures. Well, you're giving them a ton of cards, but the advantage that this deck has is the, the casting curve is so low that mm-hmm. even though you may be giving them a lot of cards, they may still need the five turn. Like they may have five and six casting cost cards. So even if you get to right. turn five, like by turn five, I've dropped all of these one right. drops, and they've dropped like they're waiting to. And you're disrupting any strategy they might have with that burning inquiry. Exactly, which is fun. I know you like that card. Yeah. So that's a <laughs> that's it. That's how that's how I built the deck. Was I decided there's this mechanic or this interaction that I wanted to work around of drawing mm-hmm. and and uh, making them take damage for drawing. Yeah, yeah. But you need a psychosis crawl here and there. And have some damage. Oh, and then there's the 61st card. Emrakul. As always. Kozilek. Oh, Kozilek. Kozilek. Why Kozilek? Yay. Not Emrakul. It's always Kozilek. I thought it was always Emrakul. No, it's always Kozilek because (laughs) Kozilek, you could conceivably get to 10 mana, and then you can cast it, and then it's awesome. But it's mainly, tell us why. It's mainly to make every single one of my decks null-proof. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so, oh, and then, and then, so here's, here's what happens. Wait. Hmm? It's, I said the mill proof thing isn't true. Cause I did mill Debbie in a game successfully. Okay. One, Ooh. you have to have like the, per, you have to have the perfect, <laughs> you have to have that spell bomb and you have to, to 
while the trigger's in the stack, then you, it's, yeah. Or you have to have codes like in your hand. Yeah. Then you can mail you. Doesn't usually happen because I usually have a way to get stuff out of my hand. Like, (laughs) burning inquiry. Right. Oh, yeah, you could do that as a. Or the fact that nothing in my deck allows me to have over seven cards. Oh, you don't have any spell books or anything. Correct. Reliquary towers. Throw stuff out, which is great. But anyway, the, the process that, like I said, the process was figure out the interaction, which is the draw and the burn, you know, put those in, and then to avoid that hole, I have 170 cards. I didn't even just start looking around. I just figured, okay, I need these cards to do this, and then I found them, and then I stopped looking. And then my the rest of my process, which we haven't talked about, is the tweaking. So I build everything mm-hmm. on Moto first. Always. Mm-hmm. Before I build it in paper, it's been played a hundred times on Moto. So I'll play it. Well, on Moto, you means you have to already own the cards. No. This is infinite money, lady. Yeah, but you gotta she just buy them before you yeah. her nose with Jace's. Well, not the dig- <laughs> It's very difficult to blow your nose with the digital Jace's. Because then it gets all over on her iPad. Page. You get all your bits and bites. No, but if you want to put in, like, Pyromancer's Ascension, you don't buy four just to put them in there and see how it plays. And then, okay. I told you, infinite money. (laughs) Infinite. That's how I do it. But you have to take the time to buy all four of them and put them in. You might not even have those in the final build. So, then you have them them forever, which is great. That's true. Arbitrarily large amounts of money. So I build gotcha. it, and then I go through and tweak it. And so my final deck will be the, the result of – so I'll play it, like, ten times. And then I'll say, okay, what did I constantly think, like, I Oh, need so you play against people. Oh, yeah. As you play test it. That's cool. Yes. I don't play test it um, by goldfishing it. I'll play it against people. And then I'll say, okay, what was, what was the thing that I ran up against that, you know, really bothered me? And maybe it was – I don't know. Being milled. That's what I like about that's what I like about Forge because I can't really play Moto at work. So I can. But I can play Forge. You can play Forge at work. If I'm not in the middle of something, of course, I do yeah. well at my job. But I also play a little Forge. So I think that's actually how I ended up with like the Terminates and the Flame Slashes in this was I didn't originally have them in there until I realized that sometimes like a aggressive deck would actually take me out before I could take them out. But even a slow deck or even a non Aggro deck would eventually make a four four and start swinging. So yeah, you would you would need that no matter what. Flame slash, flame slash, just great. So yeah, that's my deck. Awesome. That's my process. There you go. No green creatures. Cool. Are you proud of me? Yay! I'm OMG. Very impressed. But then Thanks. you said yeah. you did it like a year ago, which is kind of no. Okay. I'm not impressed at all. You've, you've oh, there you go. He's not impressed. He's backslid. Andrew Andrew does not impress easily. Nope. I have more. Well, the problem with this one is just that it it is like seventy percent less awesome after Conflux, Alara, all of those are out because some of the most important pieces of the deck, the uh, the Keterik Parasite, the Font of Mythos, and the Vainfire Border Post are all gone. Yeah, but that's like another. You know, you you've got ways to worry about that. No, no, no. Out of standard. They've been out of standard. I know, and that's why I'm saying that's why I didn't <laughs> update it. That's why it was a year ago is because it was awesome, and then when when that whole block rotated out, like, uh, I updated Well, now it. can't you play it just in the extended room or something? Yeah, but that's the thing. Okay. When you play what room. I call, like, lazy standard, which is where it's your standard, but it rotated and you just didn't <laughs> it, that's yeah. taking advantage of the huge 
card choice available to you from extended. So you're, mm-hmm. you're a really weak extended. You're, you were really strong on standard. Now you're a really weak extended. And so there's no. Uh oh. Whoa. Oh, shit. Where'd she go? Oh. Whoa. Repeat that. Repeat that. What? You're... You went away for a second when you were oh. finishing up your point. Weak standard. Strong. Yeah, you're really weak standard, so it's not much fun to play an ex- or really weak extended. So it's not much fun to play it in the extended room because you're just going to get obliterated. <laughs> That's a magic yeah. card. <laughs> it is. See, you do know card names. I only know she card names know. because they've come up within the last, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> All righty. Right. Well, excellent deck there, well, Deb. There we go. So we have – there are four <laughs> decks. Hopefully go. you now have – you, the listener, have a bevy of ideas. A All bevy. related to Kamigawa. All, all related to Kamigawa <laughs> and Standard a year ago. The it's the Kamigawa podcast. Is, I think each of you probably were like, I'm going to do something new and different. I'm going to do Kamigawa. <laughs> what are you guys going to do? Uh, Kamigawa. Well, I just I just looked through decks and I was like, you know, I don't think I've talked I'm about this talking. deck. So. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So now... We got some shout-outs. Oh, does, is, does, anybody, is, does anybody have any last-minute thoughts on, like, deck building? Like, I already said mine about, about uh, Artifact, Enchantment, Hate, Ramping. Oh, and, I, uh, I do. I have a shout-out. Well, I already shouted out to uh, Alex from Deck Construct because his, his show about building was really helpful to me. There's another cool. one, um, an article that I read. It's on ManaNation.com. Shocker since everybody knows that's the only place I read articles. Um, it's hmm. about synergy mm-hmm. and building a deck that's synergistic. And we'll post it in the show notes as well. It's, um, I think it's Robbie Roth, who's their commander writer. MTG Color Pipe. Yeah. For those of you who know him as that. Yeah, that's so true. How'd you know that? Because I used to really to enjoy stuff? the site. Well, I actually, I know how to read, believe it or not. <laughs> and I actually, I actually really like the 99 EDH problem site that he's sh- he's not posting on anymore. And when he posts, I'm no longer posting on this site. Post, I was very sad. It actually hurt a little bit on the inside. Oh, well, he writes for Manonation. Okay. I'm done being sappy about him. That's- he recently, oh. as in like in the last couple of days, uh, wrote an article about synergy, which was really cool. I thought he touched on a lot of stuff about doing think- a synergistic deck. Cool. So, <laughs> so yeah, synergy is good. It's good to read a couple articles at least on on that kind oh, of thing, and uh, especially if you have to because you're getting paid to do it. Right there, you go. And the other thing, what I like to do is at least three or four cards in the deck. Put some crazy thing in there that is the, along those colors and kind of fits in, but it's just like a, a fun or a wacky type of card to put it in there. Like a red and herring, me, like, like I like, did, or just <clears throat> yeah, like fun. a red herring or just something because it's probably just something that would be only useful in like a very minute um, thing, but it would be like the perfect card if that situation were to come up. Put that in there, and it's surprising how often like think, those types of situations come up. I think that's why up. there's there's such a large appeal to EDH is because you can just put that one, you know, or five mm-hmm. ones of, you know, it's like this this card yeah. is neat in. Did we lose Deb again? Did someone beep? What? Deb just uh, disappeared, and now she's Deb back. Just... Oh. I don't know what's Deb? happening with it's stupid this Skype. This call is being recorded. Oh. What? What just happened? What? That was, was it not being recorded? No, that was, well, I'm recording as a backup, but when you disconnected, that 
bumped. I disconnected. Or something, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I hate Skype. Yeah. So I had something to say. But we got you. Okay. Okay. I guess. Good. In that case, right. we'll move on. All right. So on the subject. <laughs> so mean. Uh, on the subject of synergy, well, I actually fell in. Oh, I hung up on him. <gasps> oh shit! You hung up on him. Yeah. Are you back? What? Oh. Nothing. Why did you do that? What? Why did you? <laughs> Why did it's you a hazing. We do that with all of our <laughs> all of our new hosts. Something relevant. Yeah, basically. And that deserves <laughs> not enough tangents. <laughs> You're too on topic. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm Apologize. sorry. Go ahead. And now, and now, <laughs> and now I screwed up Pamela, so she's not recording anymore. So Christian, you're operating without a safety net. Okay. It's luckily it's still going. That's what she said. I wonder if I should stop and start it just to preserve. No, it's it's. <laughs> she has a lot of things to say. She surely Debbie. does. Surely. And stop calling me Shirley. So, <clears throat> you were saying, Andrew? And... Did you have, uh... Oh, that, like, I fall... Oh, I hung up on him again. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What? Now it's personal. What? Uh, uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I give up. Moving on. No, oh, no, 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 no. I promise. Because Kiss, 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 clap, 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 clap. Well, uh, That's the magical spell to bring them back, to actually. Over. Hey, Brian, are you done being a troll? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I won't hang up on you this time. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just done speaking. I'm done speaking. No, until Andrew, we, we want to move on. on to, okay, you fall into... I'm going to speak so fast, they're going to have no idea what I'm saying. So you fall into... I can't do this anymore. I've already lost what I was saying. <laughs> I, I had like so you got to be hardcore, man, to be on our podcast. You got to be. I've had something. Got to be able to take the ribbon. <laughs> well, that's you got to have three thing. people insulting you and still make your point. <laughs> All right, that's one of the skills required. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we lost oh. Deb. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Should we? It's a good thing we're about to uh, wrap up. Oh no, we still got like another hour out? to go. What are you talking about? Yeah, knowing us, we're only we've only done two hours and we've forty only, five minutes. <laughs> we've had the main course. Yep. So now we've we're having had dessert. the main course, but now we're moving. Oh my gosh. We'll just go. Yes, now we're having ah. Well no, because the <laughs> the next part is literally all Debbie. Well she's back, right? Deb? That's true. Deb? You know, I think Well, you know, actually the next thing says someone other than Debbie. Needs to do these. What? But it also says Debbie has to. Oh. Okay. Well, um, let's do some shout-outs then. I got a few in the meantime. Um, How's that? <laughs> I don't even have the... Oh, this... I do too, so let's do that. We're... Okay. Uh, Adam, go. who's your, who's your shout-outs? Shout-out to the other Adam? Andrew. Adam? Adam? Did you call just call Adam. me Adam? I think he did. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's your middle name, isn't it? No, my middle name is James. Oh. Dude. That's what I meant. Major faux pas. That's worse than me hanging up on him. Man. You're calling him another like name? Calling another no, it's not. Calling, no, hang, calling hanging up is worse. by another name. Who is Adam? I should call him, like... I don't know, man. Uh, I'm building a website for a guy named Adam and... 
Okay. That might have good, good found its way good in there. Cover there. But uh. All right. Well, my so my yeah. Shout outs. They're very few. There's actually <laughs> mm, just because I said I would. Um, Durfington. He, his name is his David Lee, but he's Durfington on Twitter, and he does okay. these really amazing comics on Mana Deprived. And okay, cool. uh, they're hilarious. They're they're all relevant to like standard decks. But uh, he's a pretty cool guy, and I also want to say hello to my mom, my pops. Cool. Uh, I like yeah. to thank the academy. I like to thank the academy. <laughs> I think Deb is back. Uh, no, she's just. Oh, there she is. I'm She'll here. I don't know what the deal was, but I tried hey, restarting yeah, Skype to see if that would help. It's I'd also you. like to thank. Who else? I'd also like to thank Deb for missing my Academy Award speech. That's all. Oh, you missed it. Yeah, he did his Academy Award speech. That's okay. He's going to have to listen I to the podcast. I actually listened to the podcast, Christian. <laughs> this has been like the dullest three, the dullest three minutes of the entire night. <laughs> I'm twiddling my thumbs, literally. Twiddling? Twiddling. I have to I'd like... Dull without me. <clears throat> Daddy, without you, we oh. are lost. So true. I want to shout out. I got to shout out for John Abishai. Mainly because his name is cool. And also, so I can one-up whoever I see later on, someone else is going to give him a shout-out. So I wanted to beat them to it. So those two reasons. And he's cool. I mean, he's Team Omnath, by the way, so Debbie, so... Om nom 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 Omnom. <laughs> awesome. So thank you, John. And... uh Thank you, everybody, in the Facebook. Facebook is really... Oh, you guys saw my uh, post about Julie Barrow being mm. super hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, that designer chick is hot. Yeah, like a lot of... Uh, when you see a... That's right. Yeah, she's a painter from the old, old, some of the older older cards. What the... But, uh, which, which is weird. She must have been a teenager when she did those cards. <laughs> anyway, not exactly magic news. This one artist is hot. This, is this one girl is breaking pretty. magic news. Yeah, breaking news. It's kind of creepy. Like the link that you have, Christian, that you posted, yeah. is like you went to her picture and then you went to like the link of that picture and then you just took it straight from her Facebook. It wasn't like you found it on a website, <laughs> which makes me uncomfortable. You found it. I was hacking in her website. <laughs> you were just straight into her Facebook. Is, it's from, um, are you guys, it was from... What are you guys doing to what? the show notes? Like, I haven't looked at it in like an hour, and then I look back and it's like... Multi, multi-colored, like... No, that wasn't me. That was you <laughs> jerk faces. What Where monologues is in like three colors, I'm fixing it right now. <laughs> that was me. It's no. Andrew and Christian trying to annoy me. Andrew wanted to sabotage OMG, that's them. me. I'm Andrew, and I'm the awesome. To awesome. Awesomest. To awesome. To awesome. And wasn't there like a huge block of something about the contest, like, and then it disappeared? And I'm reorganizing it. I'm multitasking. Well, can you maybe multitask the item to work it so you don't drop off every, like, three seconds? Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Maybe I'm just right, talk about I'm it instead of everything editing it. Everything is a big it. deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right on. Yeah. Huh. I'm just kidding. I, I didn't feel like that. What? what? That's, you, know, you know, in that falsetto voice, you, you said it, and I was just like, okay, that wasn't Debbie. That wasn't Christian. Was that Andrew? <gasps> Andrew. He's jumping in the frame. I don't, I don't quite. I, I will have to make him pay for that. Shout out to Peter... Klimzak, Klimzak, we're going to say. 
Yeah, I, I he's cool, try. man. He's he pr- he provides a lot of photos that are really cool. I want to try. I'm gonna go with Klim Klim Kazak. Klim Kazak. I'm saying Klim Zak. Klim. It is Klim Zak. Klim. You can let us know which one of us is right. It's like Klim Jack or something. Like I think there's a C Zach. in there. Klim. Why do all, media? Why do all of his fans? <laughs> I don't know. All they all have weird names. Insane last names. Like I'm just re- like you've got the occasional Wolf and Kane, but like as you scroll down, yeah. you get into like I don't know Gors- yeah. Gorish. Gorish Cristobal. I know. I f- I wish I knew how to that because that guy's cool. Well, yeah. Well, what you what you don't realize is for our normal listeners, Andrew we have, to have a certain cool. number of consecutive consonants. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <clears throat> I think it's Andrew Pedley. Like cool. Abshire and Kilm Kilmzak and and. Hey, is Andrew Pedley? Is that the Andrew from from Magic? Which one? From that other from uh, and from uh Wednesday. From he, he's What's got the, the podcast. Oh, we should we should pimp out we should pimp his podcast. We should give it a plug. Oh man, uh, I know the name. Give me a second. Uh, story circle. Story, story, story circle. circle. There we go. Nice. You know, I, t- I asked him, he's like, well, what, what topics do you think we should cover? And I was like, okay, so you guys are a flavor-based podcast, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I want to know what the fuck Nickel Bolas had to do with Kamigawa. And he's like, well, we weren't really. I was like, nope, that's what I need to know. I know he was involved <laughs> somehow. And then he started to explain to me. He's like, well, you see, Tatsumo Umazaki. It's like, don't tell me now. Yeah. I don't, you do your research. And you tell me. What the hell the he podcast. had to do? Because how can you call it research when it's a f- it's all fictional? You know, you look up a fact whether it's I can't believe I'm siding with Brian. How is that a fact? Whether it's a, a fact because it was fact. laid down in a book. It's a fact well, that that on, was I, in the book, and that's part of the story. Now that Christian is agreeing with me, I have to change my opinion. Exactly. Son of a bitch. And be like, this is this is all fantasy made up stuff. We could say whatever we want. Christian. It's true. It's, but. All right, fine. <laughs> that Can was my once a year, out? and you wasted it, Brian. Okay, yeah. We've been trying to do them for like. <laughs> but Is that what these really are? Is yes. That... What? Why is the show notes going crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I know what happened. Now it's double. Now we got to be on another two hours to get through this new okay, content. Just... I hate all of you. Okay. <laughs> blah blah blah. Peter Kilmsack. And now they're being bold, and now I'm trying to read Yes, and then John Abshire, he liked episode 31. Team Omnomnath for the win. That's Christian's shout-out because he loves John Abshire's name. Well, Christian said it. John Abshire. There we go. Yay, shout-out. Woo! we have a shout-out to Peter Klimzak, who posted the really cool photo. i got to get some harpsichord. I need harpsichord music behind that guy's name. Oh. Brian, did you not look at that? His cube, the cube? Yeah, the cube. I, I was actually looking at some of the cards on his wall trying to identify them. Were you able to? Uh, some of them. I think, <laughs> the I think cube form had a yak goat in there somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Which I was like, hey, it's a, Let's see. It's a zodiac goat. There's an iron mirror. There's a bloodlust. It's hard to so in see. In case you want to know what we're talking about, go to the Facebook page, and there's a cool yeah. picture of a cube format, but it's not that kind of cube. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically top, top row, top row, one, two, three, four, five, six, I think six card over. I think. Is that a Ronum unicorn? Well, I, see, I, see like a, I see like a fourth edition Venom. And a <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
Like there was, there was, there was. You know what it is along the top? Uh, one, two, I'd say three, generation. Four, five, seven, eight. Is the pit breeding, spawning pit? What's that one that you use, Brian, where you sack a token and then you get two tokens back? Oh, spawning pit. Spawning pit. I think that's what that is. So where? I've been trying to white out every mention of Debbie's name in the show notes, but she figured it out. And I keep putting it back in. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a battle going on. Oh, this is... This There's is, arrest over there. What you don't understand, Andrew, is when she obsesses over something like this, you will lose because you do not have the energy... <laughs> to keep up. You just, you, you just run out of give a shit before she does. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up. I'm all out of give a shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up at like four in the morning today and I'm just gonna like white out like every mention of her name through all the episode. Ha uh, ha, he has no idea that I'm still awake at four in the morning. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta do it at like lunchtime. Yeah, do it at lunchtime. I'm definitely gonna be sleeping then. <laughs> you can't out crazy, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> not gonna work. All right, so we have a shout-out to Peter for his really cool photo of the cu- yep. cubicle format, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And then Chris. And of the circle of the circle of players, which is sitting there on the table. Which is fun. That's pretty cool, yeah. And then Christian has a shout-out so, yeah. to his favorite dude with the favorite name. John Abishaya! Woo! Uh, you know, we're, we're approaching his name being mentioned almost as many times as, like, Jars mm-hmm. and Panahanuva, which are, like, up in the dozens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else we who else we shouting out in this mofo? Oh my uh my my, my peeps my on uh, tapdot.net. N- uh <laughs> Nightrunner, Lortech, and uh Oh, they didn't all write on this one particular one. But yep. Oh and uh and Poisonfly had a pretty cool uh post on our on our forums. Haven't heard from him in a while, so it's good to hear from him. I I've decided that since uh since Mark's gone, I have to take up the mantle of hating everybody except Jars. So, okay. Mm, jars. Mm, everybody. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Kiss, 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 clap, clap for jars. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody else, everybody else, you just get up. Something, something else. Yeah, yeah, whatever sound that was. <laughs> and that's it. All right. Are we ready to move on? Yes. Yay. I, I was trying to find my friends. I'm thing moving here. on for us, even though. Contest! Uh, Yay! Okay, so Debbie, there was a contest. We have a contest, which was give me a valid reason I should care about flavor. There once was a a contest from Nantucket. There was. That ended when Debbie got (laughs) tired and said, forget about it. (laughs) Forget about it. All right, so we have some winners and we have some losers. We're going to announce both of them. Okay. So we have Brian and some winners, in other, oh. in other words. We have some people who <laughs> gave some serious answers. Oh. What did you do with those? Do we, Christian? We have to read them. We you, do. you even marked on here that Christian has to read one and I have to read one. I sure did. Oh, this is, oh look at you. Like was, <clears throat> wow. I feel like I'm in elementary school again. Like, okay, Christian, you read this paragraph. Oh, is it my turn? And then it Brian. Is so nervous. I'm so nervous. Okay, Christian. Before before uh, nap time. I'm speaking. All right. Just imagine everybody naked. I'm standing up in front of the class. Woohoo! Wearing black socks. Awesome. <laughs> nice uh, Spider-Man underoos, Andrew. By the way. <laughs> oh, thanks. Since I'm seeing everybody naked in their uh, underwear. Um, 
Christian Reed. <laughs> you don't read my, that part. My <laughs> oh my God. Step to the left under the light. Fail. I th- here, here is the entry from Michael Brennan James Cates, who's, who, if he's not an, uh, an author, he should be, because that's the name of an author. That's my opinion. I think Debbie should care about flavor because it makes the game more interesting. It gives a kind of story, like a certain card I know. I'll give, I just added that part. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. My friend and I were bored with casual standard and vintage, so we made a theme dual deck that paired against each other. Mine was cleric-based, with cards like Test of Faith and Righteousness side-by-side, with clerics like Transcendent Master, one of my faves, and Soul Warden. My opponent ran a zombie deck and played cards like Rise from the Grave and Disentomb, while running creatures like Rotting Rats and Carrion Feeder. Without flavor, the two decks would not have had any kind of story, which my friend and I figured was that a necromancer, my friend, was trying to raise an undead army, and a devoted cleric, me, was trying to stop them. They should have a dual decks about that. Uh, anyway, it was more fun with the story than it would have been without. There you go, oh, Debbie. Oh, Michael, that's strong, Michael, Michael. That's, with a what do you say to that? reasoned, rational argument. That is pretty rational. Silly listener. Oh. <laughs> Who does he think he's talking to? Who does he think he's talking to? Let's promote more listeners by telling them they're silly and we don't care about what they have to say, Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) That's why only six people. uh, No, okay. Maybe he hadn't listened to the. He knows we love him. Maybe that was why. He actually yeah. gave me I mean, a valid a, reason. Was, he should know better than to think that a valid See, the problem reason. is he gave a valid reason. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't give me a valid He gave too good of a... He did it too well here. A valid reason to do this? Oh, yeah. I didn't say valid. I said valid. Oh, I thought you were being valid. clever. He has a valid point, but because he used actual reasoning and logic, he can't win the contest. Not a Debbie contest. No, not a Debbie contest. You can't out crazy Debbie. <laughs> Otosis has one here. Okay. Uh, bullet point. Left bracket. <laughs> Brian Reed. Right tab. Bracket. You forgot the tab of five spaces. Wow. Bullet point. The biggest reason is that flavor often guides design, period. What I mean by this is that, comma, if you understand why a card is named a certain way, comma, or... You are the biggest troll. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Fine, 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 fine. He's trolling on his own podcast. Yeah, how can I be a troll in my own? Okay, the biggest reason is that flavor often guides design. What I mean by this is that if you understand why a card is named a certain way or in the color that it is, uh, can help remind you what the card is and why it does what it does. If a card is named like Black Knight, the image that it conjures up, uh, the image that that conjures up, of a mounted first strike knight in armor 2-2 that hates the white knight pro-white means you don't have to memorize what the text says or keep looking over across the board. Period. M dash. Tosis. First of all, it's an M dash. And second of all, it's an M dash. No, I think it's an M dash. There's a difference between an N dash and an M dash. M dashes are wider than N dashes, thank you. Now it's an N dash. Now it's an M dash. All right, so Tosis. Now, Tosis has been has been a, a listener for how long? For forever. Okay, so Tosis probably the whole time. Seriously, no better <laughs> than to give an actual valid reason why. I, I love it. These are like perfect answers, but they're like not gonna win. <laughs> they're too well, that's good. The thing. I mean, they should know better. 
They should know. Yeah, this isn't tell Brian why flavor is important. Exactly. <laughs> it's made that- me care about flavor. The best, the best, most rational reason that anybody could give me is that it's a serious handicap when I go to deck check and people have foreign cards and I have no clue what the cards are because I don't look at the art ever. Ah. Uh, but that also would not win. And deckcheck.net does not exist anymore, so that's good. Exactly. Unfortunately. So, um, Tosis, shame on you. With a real reason. You and you're actually thinking. Coming around here with real reasons. Did you actually not put the winner in here on purpose? Yep. Oh. You're saving that. All right. (laughs) Damn. Sneaky, sneaky. I like how there's there's two people that get their own reading section, and then rather than type my name, she goes, someone else read these. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew. That other guy. I guess we'll let him do something. There we go. (laughs) Saved. Fixed. Your name's in there. You have to. Yes, I'm very happy. You happy? What's your name? <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I should have put someone else, Adam. Oh, God. <laughs> someone else, parentheses. Now, she doesn't, Adam. you don't even, like, write my name. You put it in parentheses as in, maybe Andrew can read these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, there's a chance he's going to let you. It's a Andrew or someone else hey, if they're handy. There's a 25% chance we won't hang up on you while you're reading. <laughs> 30. <laughs> I'll give him a little bit. Yeah. Give him a little, yeah. He's all heart, that Brian. All right. I'm not going to read it in order because I don't want to. Okay. I'm going to go with obliterate. Uh, <sighs> the enemy has been destroyed, sir. So have the forest, the city, your palace, your dog. And this was said <laughs> by a Keldon shoulder. Keldon soldier, not a shoulder. So, so this is people giving, <laughs> giving flavor, te- flavor text that is amusing. That makes me laugh. Which is the best way to win the contest. Okay, so I'm just, I'm just, read, I'm just reading them. So I don't cool. know what a Keldon soldier is, but Nathan Bennett, who submitted this, made me giggle. All right. Good for him. And he also so Keldon soldier is who said it on the card. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who a Keldon soldier I don't know what Keldon is or oh. any of that stuff. Cause, you would if you care. paid attention to flavor. But I flavor. Don't. They're, they're from, the, 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 from Keld, which is a realm or... It's like in the mountains. It's like a red. So this was submitted no. by Nathan Bennett, who also submitted the one that Andrew suggested, which is Gorilla Titan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we talked Whoa, about which this just disappeared. before the... Oh, my God. If you guys don't stop turning the flavor, the test white is going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> I thought you did it, Debbie, so, and you were so, editing and formatting. Yes, Andrew or you Brian. Made that wasn't me. <laughs> That's totally me. It's me. Look, you know, I haven't, I haven't messed with this show notes for like episodes and episodes while you idiots have been running around with, you know, just la la la. We're having fights. So if I want to have a little bit of fun at Debbie's expense every now and then, wow, I, can, I didn't even expect. <laughs> now it's all wet. I can't read anything. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> it's everything but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, our listeners are like, that's a funny joke. <laughs> I don't understand. Why are they? It's like the whole, it's the whole freaking, oh wait, no. I was like, it's the whole document went white. It was, and I just changed it back. <laughs> Some jackass turned the entire document into white text on a white background, which made it all invisible. So we're all, oh my, my throat hurts. Having a hard time reading the <laughs> show notes. Please, please do Gorilla Titan and move on. Gorilla. Woo. All right. The banana one? Yes. Yes. And can talk about it because he also. All right. So. But now he can't win because he's hosting. 
Okay, but there's this big old gorilla, like massive, and he's got his hands all spread apart. I'm, I'm painting a picture here. This gorilla, yeah. this gorilla is like Donkey Kong, and his hands are like so Huge. far apart. And then the flavor text is, "I want a banana this big." This big. <laughs> Which I is that on a real card or an uncard? No, it's a real card. It's a real card. <laughs> I'm saying it's the awesome. flavor text dude having a little fun at the expense of the artist. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the artist sees it in the final version like and didn't know that that was going to be on there. He's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I worked. I, I worked so like hard on this Oil card. and canvas to get the lighting just right, and he makes a joke about how my monkey wants a banana. <laughs> that one was pretty funny. Poor life of the artist. I like that one. Yep. Uh, there you go. So what other ones are there? Bloodshot Colopsis. That's a good one. Cyclops. Cyclops. <laughs> Whatever. Colopsis. Cyclops. Colopsis. Kaleidoscope. That's a combination of three. You said Colopsis with a P. <laughs> Colopsis. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's a Cyclops. Um, Colossus. It's a big giant. Colossus, yeah. It's a big it's a, giant Cyclops. Cyclops Colossus. That's exactly what I was talking Cyclopsis. about. Cyclopsis. Well, he's quite Colossus. It's also a venereal disease, isn't it? <laughs> like, no, that's clap, clap, kiss, kiss. That's what, clap, clap, kiss. Clap, clap, kiss. The clap. Yes. Got the clap, clap, kiss, kiss. Oh. So anyway, Justin Huffman, a listener, submitted yes. Bloodshot Cyclops. Anybody want to talk about that? No. Go for it. OMG. All right, so I guess he's a fling, right? He flings something, rather? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And the flavor text is... After their first encounter, the goblins named him Chuck. It pictures him throwing and literally flinging creatures, and that is also his ability. Which is funny. Now, that's very flavorful. Yeah, the goblins, I will say, the goblins tend to have very funny artwork and flavor text. Mm Mm-hmm. When I bother to look at it, which is not frequently. (laughs) It's not very frequent. And then we have one more, which was Peter... Klimzak, but he used an uncard, so that's kind of cheating. Cheater. Okay. I'm still looking for the bloodshot Cyclops one. Cyclops. Cyclopsis. Yeah, look up Cyclopsis. You'll find it faster. <laughs> so Peter Klimzak had one that the the uh, Ashnod's coupon, which is the one where target player has to get you target drink. That's awesome. Yeah, which is funny. <clears throat> Okay, so are we moving on? What's, to so, well, so, yeah. What's the... So, winners, plural. Aha, uh-huh, winners. Oh, jam. Oh, jam. <laughs> oh, jam. <laughs> A little chewy-ism. So I, it's, it's like I was like, oh, and then I realized I got nothing to follow that, so I'll just steal a line. Steal a line. Steal a line. I won't steal someone's deck ideas, but I'll steal a filler comment. Oh, hmm. Oh, damn. You're not above that. All right, so the runner-up... Send us an email! <laughs> what? Just send up. He was stealing more one-liners from Chewy. Are we done? But <laughs> let's keep going. All right, so the runner-up... It's dramatic tension. <sighs> yeah. Suspense. I'm going you know she's got at home, she's got like a, uh, like a voodoo doll of Brian. She's like, Stab! Do you have a camera in here or something? <laughs> All right. It's a so stuffy doll the runner-up is Brian's favorite listener ever. 
Brian. I don't know who my favorite listener is. You're now Mark. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so Jars. Yes. Sorry. Jars, Jars sent us an email, and he said, If you've ever wondered about the humans of Meriden, and Deb probably hasn't, well, here's a real cool tidbit about those guys. The white-aligned Oriocs, I'm going to say. Oriocs, yeah. Maybe. Sure. It's okay. a made-up word. Pronounce it over Sure. Here. Get their Oriocs. Get their name from Orum, the Latin word for gold, from which they forged their weapon and weapons and armor. The knowledge-seeking Neurox. Neurologists are brain doctors, and neuro is Greek for nerve. So he goes on with Neurox, Moriac, the Volshocks, the Silvox. I hope that's a, lot a bit of ox. Of- yeah, Volshocks, yeah. Moriacs, Oriacs, Silvox, Neurocs. So I hope mm-hmm. that's a bit of interesting trivia for you, says George. Charles. Now, this is why he gets a runner-up. Because then he says, also, so he says, I hope that's a bit of interesting trivia, Jars. Also, slags. <laughs> and that's why you put him in the runner-up, right? Because yes, <laughs> of that. Because he's a <laughs> Slag. Where's the full post? Because that is pretty interesting. Does he put that post on the Facebook or anything? No, he emailed it to us. I'll forward it to you. But apparently, put it on the forum. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You don't go to the forum. I could put it in. Put it on Facebook. Yeah, apparently he, he looked up the each one of them. So he looked up, or I don't know if he got it from somewhere else, but he posted this, and it talks about the etymology of each of these names. So you've got gold, you've got brain doctors, the Moriac of the swamps, Mors and Mortis means death. Vulcan, the god of fire, that's why they're Volshocks, for the red-aligned tribes, the mountain-dwelling red-aligned tribes. And then Silvox, which is Sylvan, which is green or woods, et cetera, et cetera. So, that's cool. But none of that, none of that, yeah, none of that is why he became the runner. If it was just that, (laughs) he would be in the jars, jars, what are you thinking? Why would you send me an actual valid? Legitimate entry. Legitimate entry. But he did say slags. (laughs) <laughs> which is funny. So Jars is the runner-up. Nice. Um, third place. Yeah. yeah. Third place is from, are we still beeping him? No, we got. Hannah Hanuva. He said, and I'm, I'm going to truncate a lot of his letter because it was pretty long. Yeah, that's what she said. Dear Debbie, <laughs> after lots of thought, I've come to the conclusion that I cannot convince you to be interested in flavor. True. Anything I say will be interpreted by your math-based mind as fanboy rambling. Also true. Now, here's the good part. Here's my advice. During a game, look at the cards in your hand and pretend you are a mage in a magical duel. Look at each card as a spell in your spell book and consider what each would do in the game. Right? Sounds a little bit silly, maybe. Hmm. Right? Here's Here's the golden part. Do it during your turn. (laughs) (laughs) This can be anything from taking your time perusing your cards and considering them one by one in a leisurely fashion, or taking a while casting your spell by discussing with the other players what the flavorful implications of the card are, or giving a long, long description of how the spell is working. Hell, you could even make fun of Christian and whoever else was talking about how Trinket Mage tells a story (laughs) that the art on each card tells. I hope that my advice serves you well in your quest to become interested in flavor and annoy the hell out of Brian. If not, then take heart in the fact that you are probably not the target audience for flavor and you don't have to enjoy flavor to enjoy the game. So the reason why Panasonic wins is because, first of all, he's given me advice on how to annoy Brian. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's validated the fact that I don't have to care about flavor. But see, here's the thing, though. Even if you do everything that he did on that list, your turns will still take less time than they do now. Ha, ha, ha. No, that's, that's not a sarcastic answer. That's still like flat-out honest. Yeah, but you have to, you have to consider up. that I'm going to be adding these these activities to what I already do to make my turns take a long time. I'll believe it when I see it. Fine. Andrew, how long did that take you to change all those colors? <laughs> I'm not even going back over there to see to it because I'm in a Word document right now, and if I go back over, it's going to make me crazy. So, All right. So second place is a gentleman with whom we are quite familiar, Chris Lansdell. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Chris Lansdell pointed out possibly the most flavorful mage of them all. Who is it? Flavor mage. Who's the f- most flavorful mage? Zaya Bullard. F- yes, exactly. Woo! Wow, good, good one. <laughs> so, he, so he had a couple. Um, these are all uh, flavor texts attributed to whichever this chick is. So there's Jay Incinerate. Jaya Bullard. <laughs> so there's Incinerate, where she says, yes, I think toast is an appropriate description. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> and then yeah. Pyrokinesis. Anybody want some mm-hmm. toast? And then meteor shower, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, why not all of them? <laughs> Sounds like my wife shopping. <laughs> funny. Brunch. That's funny. So here's a, here's and this is my favorite one. Inferno. Some have said awesome. there is no subtlety to destruction. You know what? They're dead. <laughs> Which that's pretty cool. Laugh. I like the one on, uh, I, th- I think it was, uh, did she do the one on Sizzle? Or? Is there more? Are there more? I, should do I think she's, she's a few. Have you, guys, have yeah. you guys played any of the Bard's Tale games? No. no? It's it's the, the main character has snark in, <laughs> on this, in the same level of magnitude. It's like a... It's a like snark a, ability? Well, it's, it's like a, an RPG <laughs> fantasy game. But uh, the character is, you know, he does all those things like, oh, you're the you're the chosen one. And it's like, really? Well, what's all these other dead people doing around? Oh, well, they were chosen ones before you came along. And he's, <laughs> you know, it's just stuff like that. It's it's, and it reminds me a lot of uh, Jaya 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 Ballard. Ballard yes. Well, um, I really, I really like that. My the, favorite one was that one. There's there's no subtle deception, but they're dead. So <laughs> here's what they say. Debbie on. On uh, Sizzle, she says, of course you should fight fire with fire. You should fight everything fire. with fire. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff that makes me laugh and gets you second place in our contest. There's, uh, there's place. one on Simeon Spirit Guide. It says, all my spells, all my spells smell like burnt hair lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's also funny. That's Cause also Because it's, it's, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's a gorilla shaman in the picture, and, and you can exile him to cast your spells. I want a banana this big. <laughs> Uh, I think that's awesome because that's the flavor text guy's ultimate just like middle finger to the artist. That's horrible, yeah. I hope you enjoy your, your super serious like King Kong like <laughs> painting. Who's the, who's the guy that's the card that's like an anagram for the word Mr. Toilet? So it's like this guy draws like a knight on a horse, like a lancer coming down, and they name him something that, that basically is Mr. Toilet. <laughs> what is that one? Uh, t- tell him tour. Tell him tour, yeah. Tell him tour. Tell him tour. Yeah, it's <laughs> T- yeah, T-E-L-I-M. That's horrible. Mr. Toilet. Wow. 
Okay. Jar sent me an email with all of those anagrams or, or all those uh, names with all the letters. Yeah, I just found you know, it from uh, Magic thing. the Puzzling. It's it's from Wizard. It's on Wizards. Oh. It says Magic the Puzzling Common Ground, and then it's all of these anagrams: Bad Touch, Gorillas, Mister Toilet. Yeah. Have you seen the card huh. Apes of Wrath? By chance, I never thought of that until you just said that. That's that awful. it's Grapes of Wrath. So here's the, uh, where's the anagrams? I don't know where it is. Cool. Apparently there's a lot of, an- like, Atog, I guess, is anagram for goat. Yeah, they make up so many difficult-to-pronounce words. I'm pissed when I find out that there was a little fucking letter switcheroo. Just name it something that's easy to pronounce and easy to figure out what the hell you're talking Pimmons about. Pimmonsora, I am Superman. Yeah, Navinder Neural's disc. Tamagama. Just call it like Joe's Come disc. Come on, you're pitching a fit about Navinder's disc. It's what it it's it could have been a lot cooler of a word, but instead it's like the guy had to put his name in there backwards or some shit. It's yes, the guy who created the card had to put his name in there backwards. It's what is it's it then? Larry it's Larry Nevin what is, is the author of the Discworld series. Okay, great. But it's a f- difficult-to-pronounce word for a fucking magic card. Call it something else. Instead of double L, double N, just so you can give a shout-out to an author. And then now we all have to try to say that f- fucking word that they just... <laughs> I'm sure if I read the Discworld okay, series all right, very all right. properly that so, I would But you're fine with Skitherix. Because that's not a magic well, for anything. No, because everybody pronounces it Skitherix. Because it's, <laughs> it's a crazy-ass word. But there's only one way to pronounce it. Now, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing Navinrol's discs correctly. Navinrol. And there's no way to pronounce it correctly because it's a made-up word that with no... Anyway, <laughs> that's enough. Are we finished? We're finished. Can we get better. on to the winner? Let's. All right. So the first place goes to um, Justin Huffman, who had some runners-up as well. Um or some honorable mentions. So mm-hmm. take a look at the flavor text on Remand. Now, the reason I like this is because it combines funniness with sarcasm and contempt. Just like our podcast. <laughs> exactly. So Remand, what does Remand oh, actually yep. do? Counter-target spell, if you do, return that spell to its owner's hand, draw a card. Oh, that's right. So that's one the one in a blue. So it's basically a counter spell, which is the important part. <laughs> so your opponent gets some, oh, Kozilek, taps out, gets up to 10, uh, taps out all of his lands, goes to throw Kozilek, and you remand it. And then the flavor text. Well, at least all of that arm-waving and arcane babbling you did was impressive, which is awesome. Most counterspells have actually really, like, funny flavor text if you're into insulting people. Yeah, a lot of them. Yes, but this one's particularly awesome. What was the one that's like, uh, if I wanted your opinion, I would have given it to you or something like that? Uh, somebody should have submitted that because it probably also would have won. There's punish ignorance. It's amateurish, nearsighted, a waste of my time and everyone else's. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So, yay, congratulations, Justin Huffman. Yay, congratulations. So from now on, the best part about this, and one of the reasons that he has won, is that from now on... Stifle. As I cast any sort of counterspell, I'm going to recite the flavor text from Remand. So so Stifle is also... Stifle is... uh, for one blue counter target activated or triggered ability, and then the flavor text is if I wanted your opinion, I would have told you what it was. That's awesome. Except for it looks like an old card. It is an old card. Uh, loser. <laughs> See, you do care about flavor. No, I care about font. There's a huge <laughs> difference. So those are our winners. Third place is Panna Hanuva. Second place is Chris Lenzel. And third place is Justin Huffman. So- Congratulations, guys. So please, please. Yes, yes, flags. (laughs) So please send your contact information to hosts at avantcardshow.com. I don't even know our email address. Wow. Hosts at avantcardshow.com. There we go. And, uh. Yay for that contest. Now we have a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? What is it, Andrew? Oh, thrown into the fire already. Yes, the new contest is that you have to make us laugh. Uh, magic jokes, specifically magic puns, because I think puns are the funniest thing in the world. And if you're feeling really ambitious, you can make a gag card with a gag mechanic. And we are, I'm not supposed to read that part. Can, um, can I tell a magic joke and then our listeners can't use it? It's off limits. Because it's really funny. It's the only good magic joke that I know. Okay. It's a your mama joke. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Your mama's so... your Wait. Hold on. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Your mama's so dirty, she gave Progenitus the clap. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Wait, I think I heard that. Ben told us that, that. right? No, No, I I I think Ben told it to me. No, I told you that. Oh. It's funny. You know why it's funny? Because progenitus has a protection from everything, including chlamydia, but not your mama. So uh, I've, got, I've got one joke that can't be used either. Okay. Uh, your mother is so fat, she gives all creatures shadow. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one's funny. Oh, come on. The, the, the one is funny, too. No, he's, a new, he's a new guy. I got I to... Gotta... Um, this, Whatever, this, you hang up on him six times. Yeah, this is me paying penance for that. That one was funny, too. Yeah. Why did you change? I just spent all that time making Christian's name all rainbowy. Because and... <laughs> I can. So that's the contest is make us laugh. Do something and, and post it to... Anything. The forums, Any... the Facebook, the Twitter... Any of that. You may twat it. You may Facebook it. So, you may it. And and what is what are the prizes? Oh, the usuals. We'll split a box amongst the winners. Okay, so oh, it's just, whatever. It's just it's just make us laugh. Now, who 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 do we think is going to be the hardest to get to crack a smile? Um, probably none of us. None of us are exactly serious. I'm going to be super serious. On the day we read these for, like, to see which one is no, funny. No, you are not. You're going to giggle uncontrollably. I'm just going to be like, huh, that wasn't funny at all. And then I'll mute my mic and just 
first. And then talk to myself for 10 minutes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Woo! Do we have a deadline? Nah. For this, for the, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it. It's like, whatever. Just keep, keep the ha-has coming. Keep the ha-has coming. When we get tired of it, we'll be like, okay, guys, that's it. We're done with this. Dance monkeys dance. And it should be an ongoing thing forever. Like, whenever someone makes you laugh, you're like, okay, we should just send them some pecs. <laughs> ongoing, ongoing forever contest. It could be. Make us, make us laugh. So, yeah. So the only restriction is that it must be magic related. Yep. And that it can't be, and that it's, it's different from this one, and that it's not, like, pointing out something that's already funny in the game of magic, like, not, like, flavor text or something like that. Right? Yeah. Isn't it funny that Hyperius Lemurs was really Hyperius Lemurs, but the art is that is funny. Well, it is, but... <laughs> Your mom is yeah. so fat, she has to cast Flight to get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, no, I found it. I found it on the internet interweb. It's still, it's horrible. Did Christian die? I think so. Well, are we still recording? Oh shit! I was on mute. <laughs> that was funny. Wow. No wonder you guys were talking over me. Well, no, but you know who? <clears throat> you know who? Uh, you know who should win? Uh, um, um, retroactively is that picture of the Hooters girl holding up the two owl cards. <laughs> That's awesome. You know the picture I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. No. It's a gag. I, I, I know what you're talking it's about. It's, it's a Hooters girl holding up an augury owl and a sage owl. owl. Sage owl. It's funny. Oh, I Whatever. get it. I get it. Because there's there are owls and then and Hooters. And Hooters. Right. And, and boobs. And boobs, yes. I get it. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. Now we're all laughing and giggling, but before it was just like, I don't get it. It's a Hooters girl holding out. Oh, boobs. Oh, yay, boobs. Yay. Oh, Hooters, they're both kiss, Hooters. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Kiss, kiss, <laughs> You know what I'm going to have to put in the beginning? I'm going to have to put when I originally called the dog and, and did the kiss, kiss, clap, clap to bring him over here and so I think people we will know a, what we're talking about. I think we just need a kiss, kiss, clap, clap montage at the end of just all the uh, Everybody that said it? Yeah. <laughs> just put a, them all together? Put them all together in a five-minute medley. And if you can make a magic pun that involves kiss, kiss, clap, clap, I'll send you something like special and personal. Ooh, like mm -hmm. a signed card, perhaps? But I don't know, something like that. But it has to involve kiss, kiss, clap, clap. You might want to put a limit on that. Like? like oh, because like fun. nine people might, <laughs> yes. 15 people. And if they're all funny, I'll figure it out. But nice. I'm, a, I'm a poor, poor like kid, so you can't mess with me. <laughs> Not a kid, but I'm poor. I'm kind of like a poor kid in that I'm poor. I'm kind of like a poor kid except without the kid part. And mostly just the poor part. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Yeah, that sounded really arrogant coming from you. I don't know why. I just got that, oh, I'm better than you. I'm laughing at the way you said it. I'm a poor oh, Puerto I'm Rican child. Tonight, except, except without the meatballs. I'm and not, mostly just the spaghetti. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Not at his expense. It was just funny how it turned out. It's oh, I'm just dead. Funny. I'm better than you. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Flat out. <laughs> Nice. So there's wow. our new contest. Everybody join in. Send it in. Send us um, one of those. Uh, a magic pun. 
any, a, any a joke. Number of times you can enter. If they're funny, no, keep no. them coming. Keep them coming. Yeah. If they're if they're not funny, stop sending them. Right. If you're sending, if you find yourself and you've sent in ten and and you haven't and found no one, one that you already know, yeah, no, then uh, you're probably not as funny as you think. <laughs> oh, Christian. Just Christian. kidding. I'm sorry. Huh? No, I'm saying that's that's a lesson. Oh. That is a lesson, Christian. That is a lesson. You make, you've made like ten jokes and no one's laughed at any of them. So they want you to stop talking. Oh, well, good thing I always tell funny jokes, though. They couldn't be talking about me. You know, so that... Oh, wait, no, no, I get it, I get it, Brian. This is why, because he tells them that he's on mute, and then... Oh, uh-huh, maybe that's what it is. So, <laughs> so this this Charlie Sheen thing that where he got booed off the stage, apparently there was, like, one one comment where, like, he was telling stuff and like people were booing him and he's just like you know i gotta call an audible i gotta call an audible while you guys get your shit together get your act together something like that and i was just like wow the audacity of this guy he gets up there and basically he's just like spewing nonsense and being boring and stuff like that and then blames the crowd on just not getting it he's like this shit's funny you guys don't know what you're talking about what you're doing and then uh winning yeah and then and then (laughs) we just say christian He's like, what are you talking about? I'm funny, man. You guys just don't laugh. You can't liken me to... What? You can't liken me to uh, Adonis DNA, man. What? And yeah, one, of the people, like one of the people on the stage was, like, booing him. And he's like, dude, I already got your money. <laughs> <gasps> to the guy that was booing him. Like, what are you going to do? I already have your money. <laughs> What's the you point know, of booing I gotta, him? I got to think he's going with the whole arrogant thing. I mean, you just got to, at that point, you know, don't break character. Just... Just keep doing it. Plow through it. Right, right. If you if you break character, then then uh, you know then it's over. I heard in the next one he uh, he brought out his little his some of his girls and they were kissing each other. Then then people were you know clapping. That's not so much clapping for him. Right, right. Like my content sucks. So boobs. They were clapping for boobs. 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 <laughs> boobs. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Oh, wait, now I get it. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> So there's an article, and it says, The very thing that made Charlie Sheen an object of Internet awe is exactly what led him to crash and burn during his live show. Incoherent rambling. Hmm. The former sitcom actor was reportedly booed and heckled off stage in Detroit. And this is the best part. You know what his tour is called? What? The Violent Torpedo of Truth. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, he named his tour The Violent Torpedo of Truth. Sounds pretty cool. I have a Charlie Sheen application on my phone. <laughs> is it a soundboard or something? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Winning. What? Winning. Oh, did you see? Winning. Did you did you see? Um, Charlie Sheen wins at Black Ops. I don't want to. I it's, feel nervous. It's a it's a cool. Just, somebody's playing Black Ops and they put a bunch of his quotes, but they make it sound like uh like it's an army uh communicator, you know, the radio. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. They did. He did a cooking video thing. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. No, he did. Uh, Chewie put it on his Facebook thing, and it's basically it's Charlie Sheen, flat out doing like this is how I prepare steak. On Martha Stewart, and and it's like a it's like a three it's like a three minute video, and I watched it and I was like, this is this is brilliant. You know, his this PR his well his PR guy clearly deserves a raise because he was just taking like all the insanity and stuff like that that he'd been doing, and it turned it into something that was actually pretty entertaining. I was like, his 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 people. Whoever they are need raises, and then he does this. He does this tour thing, and it's just like, okay, all them guys need to be fired. <laughs> well, he probably just didn't even listen to them. 
of cooking. Trevor makes really good steak. I thought I'd throw that out there. Cool. Well, he should invite us over. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll all it. have you steak should, one day. You should tell Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Say, Trevor, would you have all of us over? So apparently in his first, uh, because it was in Detroit, he said he thought Detroit would be a good place to tell some stories about crack cocaine. <laughs> wow. Apparently the audience didn't find that amusing. Because <laughs> they can't afford cocaine over there anymore. It sucks. Yeah, exactly. Damn economy. Yeah. Get in the way of my nose. And, I, and so I guess a bunch of people like started chanting refund and then left. And then he came out after the house lights came up to thank the hundreds who remained. <laughs> nice. Oh. So I went to see um, wow. I went to see Kathy Griffin. When she awesome. You went to the show? I did, and it was fantastic. Cool. And my wife went. I could because so he did. So he is he's doing these this 20 city tour, and he was selling. He was doing this one show that had I don't know. It was maybe like. 1600 seats or something and he said that he was going to donate oh. oh she's wait say that again say that again he was going to donate he was going to donate five dollars of every ticket and these tickets are like 175 dollars or something so he was going to donate five dollars of every ticket from this 1500 seat theater mm-hmm. um to japan not to like anything just Japan. yeah not to the relief like fund in japan she just he just said to japan he said, yeah, to japan. send it over to japan <laughs> fly over in a helicopter yeah, and fly just over in a helicopter it. and yeah, make it rain yeah. so <laughs> kathy griffin was cracking up because she's like you know that one of the one of his scandals was that he wrote a check to a, a hooker for thirty thousand dollars for a blowjob <laughs> so you would think he that could he would at least not the blowjob cash yeah. for Japan. At least give him the blowjob money. At least give him, <laughs> him the amount money. that you're willing to pay for, pay for a blowjob. You should at least match that yeah. to Japan. Instead, he was like, blowjob, $30,000, girl. Good job. Yeah. Uh, you guys are dying in an earthquake and nu- your nuclear <laughs> reactors are melting down. I will give you $5,000. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you got to have priorities, you know? But... No blowjob. That is true. It's unlikely that he will get a blowjob out of it. Oops. <laughs> well said. Right. On that note, anybody got any uh, final thoughts, or are these the final thoughts? Bukaki, eggnog. Eggnog, and, um, and that, yeah. that I thought we almost. Being... I thought you guys almost went an entire episode without saying. <laughs> That's actually not possible. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, it's kind of like an Easter egg. If you look in any of our episodes, you'll always hear it. Sometimes you have to play it backwards. Ekukab. 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 You guys. <laughs> you guys. Brian's like, hey, you guys. Brian's like, I hope my friends don't listen to this what? podcast. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> it all started when I left you guys alone for one episode. That is true. And all of a sudden, we one turned on the awesome. And I've learned, I've learned my lesson. Never let you guys alone that again. That it's awesome when you're not around. No, don't, don't let, don't let the, <laughs> don't let the sun go down on what? what? Yeah, it's no, like it's like uh, it's like leaving leaving the power leaving the kids out with the power drill. You know? You're just <laughs> jealous because we dialed up the awesome. <laughs> we ratcheted up the awesome. And now you're feeling inadequate because you come back and you're like, can I possibly? Can I top that? this level of awesome? Can I be winning? Eggnog. Can I be by winning? Sure. 
I win here, I win there. Yep. I'm here I win, winning. there I win. Everywhere I win, win. Everywhere I win, win. <laughs> Everywhere I win, win. That would have been pretty funny if you said that afterwards, but no. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for making our new uh, guest host, our wonderful guest host, Andrew, Adam, quote, Adam, James. Um, <sighs> so, so welcome here. And once again, we end with not a bang, but a whimper. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you still have time to say something funny. End it, please. And um, with this following thing by Debbie that's hilarious, we'll end the show. You ready? Ready. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Clap, clap. Woo! Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> Woo! All right. Excellent show, guys.